Blog Talk Radio. Do you guys have the same thing in mind? Well, I'll tell you what. Gary Hart's done it once and for all. He stuck his nose in the Tribal Nation's business. Tribal Nation is up on the top. We're going to the top of the totem pole. But Gary Hart, tell you what, you have that pretty hair. It's going to come plumb off. Bring Stick any team you want. Bring any team you want. Any combination. Gary Hart, we're coming after your scalp. Now, let's go. Do you know why? I'm going to show you the body that women love and the men love to fear. It's just that simple. Take a look at that. How's that look, huh? You don't think there's You're a asking me? out there? Look at it. I know. Hey, it don't take much for you to please you. Last time I was in San Francisco, I went downtown looking for a woman. You know what I mean? I wanted a woman. I couldn't find a woman. I found a lot of men that looked like women. Now you, Hulk Hogan, you belong in San Francisco. What's wrong with you, Gene? And after it's all said and done, you're going to be taking splinters out of your fat asses all night long because you got some fat asses. The only chance you have, you have no chance, but you had a chance, is you can run Nicky Split. Because you can't run because you got some fat asses. You go to the border has a lot of bad habits, but only ones that help me survive. Don't surprise yourself in the full power. Be a survivor. Don't smoke. Folks, there's Jumpin' Jeff Farmer. Jeff, a while back, what a match you had with Motley. Yep. I guess what we're trying to say is whether you're a fat out of shape truck driver, whether you're a skinny geek pushing a taxi cab, whether you're a doctor or lawyer that doesn't have half the money we have, this is the way life is. If only... Wants to slap Road Warrior Hawk, he'll do it. If Tully wants to spit on Road Warrior Animal, he'll do it. If Iron wants to take Dusty Rhodes, do all that, he'll do it. And the Kena, if I want you, all three of them, gonna hold you, I'm gonna slap you, I'm gonna spit on you, I'm gonna kick you, and I'm gonna go. Woo! This is WrestleCast Radio with your hosts. Ryan Cook. He's walking up the ramp with with Sami Zayn and it's saying now qualified for Money in the Bank and they're advertising that. They cut to a small graphic showing Sami Zayn on one side, <laughs> the other side, and the center of it says Sami Zayn tells all with Bobby Lashley's sister and Alex Mello. Robo Takahashi versus everybody. I, I thought I was gonna have to give him a eulogy after the the intense main event on night two of Battle of the Super Juniors. But boy, howdy, uh, did that match live up uh, not only to my expectations, but I'm hoping yours as well. You know, boy, howdy might be one of the best ways to put it. Uh, Ryan Cook here, WrestleCast, episode 76. Uh, Alex is is uh, indulging himself in some activities that involved Hiromu Takahashi, so we'll see him uh, shortly, I believe. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what to say when you look at what we got in the main event, Best of the Super Junior 25 finale, Hiromu Takahashi against uh, Taiji Shimori, who a couple weeks ago, if you listened to our preview show, I told you it would be the final. So if you're a betting man, you, you got to bet on the good guy, Ryan Cook. And I could have told you this was just where we were going. But boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, did this match over-deliver. When I say over-deliver, 
I'm saying I still can't get over half of the stuff that those guys. Oh, here we go. Boy, howdy has entered the building. <laughs> What's up, Alex? Yeah, just kind of going through. I'm, I'm assuming this is the climax of this wonderful main event. Double hur- reverse hurricane ratas. I don't think I've ever seen that perfected <laughs> so perfectly yet stiffly. At the same time, one of two different styles for sure. But this is uh, a beautiful matchup, and, and I agree. This, this should definitely be uh, one of the tops by the end of the year. Wow. Oh, and you, you haven't even got to the stressful part of my life because you still probably got uh, another two stretches left in the match. It ain't over yet, buddy. And that's the crazy thing. It, <laughs> I thought this match was over three minutes ago, and then, nope, like, just Ishimori just comes back to life and just delivers a hell of a lariat. Again, I don't care if it's Wrestle Kingdom 14, if it's WrestleMania 37. I want Ishimori, AJ Styles right now, right now, right now. My God, those guys can turn the roof off the dome. Happy uh, 41st birthday to AJ Styles, I think, yesterday or today. (laughs) Yeah, I, like I, I, when he hit that lariat, I thought that was it. And then they kept, I mean, they kept going and going and they kept going. There's and they kept going. John Woo's in this match than <laughs> American theatrical releases for his own films in the last ten years. That's how many it's, more John Woo's we've gotten in this match, and I love it. Just the amount, like the breakneck speed that they go at with the breakneck pace of a match that they work, and they just keep going. Like I, I, yeah. I can't wait. For, if you haven't seen this, my goodness, you need you After have to go fourteen like, nights. Yeah, you know, just like go out of your way to see this. Out of your, uh, out of your way. Just give your nine ninety nine in yen to NewJapanWorld.com. Trust us, it is worth it. Plus, you can watch last year's Battle of the Super Juniors and see the infamous Ricochet Will Osprey matchup that murdered the internet. (laughs) This. This could be a good thing. This could be a bad thing, but I'm just going to give it a whirl because I haven't been told anything. What's going on, caller? <laughs> okay. It, it was just Ken Shamrock calling. Well, Ken, Ken, Ken went on vacation for a couple weeks. Uh, so they, they had to, uh, I think, with the something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard talking about Bob Holly taking his spot in the Brawl for All, uh, he had to come out of retirement. <laughs> And let us know he's going to see. He probably is watching Hiromu Takahashi versus Daichi. I hope so. <laughs> Bob Holly in New Japan. Oh, my God. Just imagine that. He could have been the uh, the Norton of the 2000s. Oh, my gosh. Some of the matches he could have had. I mean, you know, it is what it is. But I tell you what. Him versus uh, Bone Soldier like seven years ago. How awesome would that have been? Ick. Are you talking about him? You're talking about Captain New Japan Bone Soldier? There you go. That one. Not not this one. This one's legit. I'm going to go buy that Bone Soldier hoodie now and wear that with pride. <laughs> should, should, we see what, uh, should we see what Bishop thinks about it? <laughs> We're sitting at Excalibur. We're getting Cobalt of Award coverage. What's your thought, Bishop? Well, my thought is that this is kingdom business and we're taking care of it. Thank you, Bishop, for the, for the kind words there. Uh, kingdom business. <laughs> I'm so oh glad I found God. that from from the 18 months ago or whatever. <laughs> I thought it was gone forever. <laughs> uh, we got an awesome, Holy awesome wow. third fall tonight. We're breaking down. We'll go through nights nine through thirteen. Not 
talk every match, but, you know, we'll give the results. I can talk, you know, match ratings if people want, things like that. But we're breaking down this Best of the Super Juniors final show. There was a tremendous semi-main event between Kazuchika Okada and Will Ospreay um, taking on, uh, why did I just blame? Oh, Kota Ibushi and Chase Owens. It was awesome. Um, you know, we, we got the new uh, WrestleCast underscore SSM uh, Twitter handle that we, you know, we're dropping tweets left and right. I mean, like 5,000 some impressions in the last like 12 hours. You guys have been crazy incredible. Throwing uh, new follows, new new likes, retweets, everything. Uh, shout out StarCast as well for giving us the plug. It's true yeah. we have new dice out. Uh, two t-shirts we will be releasing uh, come July 1st. They will go into production. 20 bucks gets you a shirt. It's an extra couple bucks for the uh, for the bigger sizes because they, they cost an extra couple bucks to make. But uh, yeah, we're you know, not so jerks. Let... We're not gonna do like five or ten. We're just gonna do two bucks. That, that, that's it. You know, it's it's good to go, and you're gonna have an awesome shirt to wear. See, that's what I'm talking about. Swing I gotta spend it. the two extra bucks. I mean, I'm fine yeah. with that. Better Alex than five. Thanks, Shop Zone. Five bucks more, jerks. Yeah, see, we're, we're better than WWE and their Shop Zone crap where you got to pay five bucks for a double. Yeah. Five, Not triple. Just two. That's all we two. have. We got the, the black shirt uh, and we got the gray shirt. The logos are on the Facebook page. I'll be getting them on the Twitter when we're off air. Uh, start. Awesome, awesome. Shout out once and all in for uh, for showing the love, uh, sharing the tweet out with everybody as well. We will be selling the shirts there as well. Yes, so it's yes. one of the options that are going to be going down. We'll take the pre-orders now. If you pre-order and buy your shirt, any size is fair game up until July 1st. When we put in the order July 1st, we will be getting set shirts. So the sizes will be according to what we order. But uh, what, what I will say, though, is everybody who pre-orders – uh, for each shirt, if you buy both shirts, you get two. But we're giving we're going to give you one of our WrestleCast bracelets as a free gift. I got a I got a sack of both both colors just sitting over there that they're going to be giving out. So you order your shirt, you get a free bracelet. I've already gotten I don't know I think I, I think a dozen or so orders have already come through. So guys, just keep rolling with them. We will get you your sizes. On it. If if you're getting it straight through myself or Alex, we'll just we'll give them to you. Otherwise, yeah. we'll ship it to you. Or uh, for everybody outside of Minnesota listening here, that uh, a couple of the guys on Twitter who have already shouted out at us, um, if you'd rather not have it shipped to you and, you, and you're just not, it, it's not a big deal. Pick it up with us at WrestleCast or uh, at, at Starcast. So multiple options, multiple ways to do this. It's going to be a good time. We we, we appreciate the support. It's been through the roof. Yes, so yes. we got some for you guys. But before we keep ranting, raving, juking, and jiving. Like I said, third fall. We're this doing match that is best. still going on, by the way. Like I, yeah. I thought it would have been over five minutes ago. Like Ishimori's lifeless body is being dragged up. I'm pretty sure it's a mannequin in the ring right now. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll go through the rest of the Super Juniors with you. We'll also be previewing and talking the card and oh. the the of Dominion coming this Saturday morning, 2 a.m. Central Standard Ooh. Time. It's start of dominion so we're going to preview dominion we're going to give you the super junior finale thoughts the rest of the matches that we didn't cover and an announcement for extra content too uh later on this weekend involving dominion as well bam uh middle of the show we will be dropping uh some wwe talk here going inside the universe raw smackdown thoughts as we got a couple more weeks still till money in the bank Uh, i know it's it's taking forever but we will just kind of just hodgepodge around wwe 
Uh, but right after this first break, we'll do our normal news and rumors. I got about and five. And find out why I got beef with Ryan. We'll find out that in a moment. I got beef with Alex at the moment. Um, and we will we will discuss that later. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I had to try to fight back. But we, we got a few news and rumors we will talk as well. But I'm going to let Alex take the floor here as we go to break. FML Solutions. They got some more stuff in store for you guys in the next couple weeks. But for now, you just need to know about the product. You got to pick it up. You got to get one. It's almost that time. We'll be right back. Episode 76, WrestleCast. Don't go away. Looking to get a head start on deer hunting season? Let FML Solutions point you in the right direction. Hi, Alex from Strong Style Media here, letting our listeners know deer season just got a heck of a lot easier. FML Solutions offer a fantastic deer stand that only takes 30 minutes to assemble and disassembles with no tools required. The best part, though, is its ingenious design allows it to double as a cart to haul your trophy back to the truck. FML Solutions is a made-in-the-USA product manufactured right here in Minnesota. Check out FML Solutions on Facebook by searching FML Solutions INC and visit FMLSolutionsInc.com to learn more about this innovative deer stand. Most people would consider this illegal. 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 What was mere vision suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate, Baby, you get strong style media. My name is Ryan Cook. I'm the chairman of our company, and I'm here to tell you that each and every week, Sunday through Thursday night, we give you the best in radio. For boxing needs, standing eight count radio. For pro wrestling, we got WrestleCast. We got your sports knowledge covered with SportsCast. You like movies? The pop culture is where it's at. And for all your local hip hop, so the sound radio. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate. Share, follow everything you got. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Tune, and that more. We are Strong Style. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. You won't see these folks at the post office. They have businesses to run. They have passions to pursue. How do they avoid trips to the post office? Stamps.com. Mail letters. Ship packages. All the services of the post office right on your computer. Get a four-week trial, including postage and a digital scale. Go to Stamps.com today. Hey, Alex Mello here, host of The Pop Culturist on the Strong Sound Media Network inviting you to join myself alongside Half Pint's Kyle Adams as we discuss all the latest news and reviews in movies, music, and television. Check us out every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time here on blogtalkradio.com. Also, you can check out the Pop Culturist archives on Blog Talk Radio, Search Bar, Strong Style Media, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play to hear all the eclectic offerings here at Strong Style Media. We are conglomerates. What are we looking at here? Lists all over the safety thing. Third-party background checks for drivers. 24-7 trust and safety team. Critical response line. All right, List, you can play at this game. What if we had a safe word? What about boba? No, but if you actually wanted boba, it's got to be more exotic. 
What's your wife's name? Oh, Barbara? Safe words, Barbara. <laughs> I like that. Okay.
but um, but Ishimori <laughs> is the best, and I dislike I you because good. because you totally was like, hey, find out why Alex or did Alex enjoy the Enzo Amori rap video? So I was like, oh, I, I I've never seen it because I thought it was uh, hashtag fake news, um, which he says in his song quite a few times. But I was like, oh, I got a few minutes. Let me watch the video and this match at the same time. So you made me take. <laughs> Like my face off the screen of the finals of one of the best like months of wrestling I think I've ever watched fully uh, to watch Enzo Amore like gravelly like I I rather hear anyone else rap I rather hear basement rap right now than than that atrociousness so I dislike so, you very much sir at the moment so when I added that onto the onto the run sheet I, it was it literally was a joke I I really don't. I, I I know you don't like it, and I get really don't if you do or don't like it. To be honest, to be honest, and if you do like it, I don't even want to hear it come out of your mouth. So we're gonna we're gonna just exit from the Enzo on here. <laughs> but it on was a it, it was what you expected, but a lot worse. Like it's some of it, you're you're like okay, like it 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 wasn't as mucked as you would think. Like the the wording and his style, and then some of the lyrics, like oh that's clever. And then you're like, wait, no, but this is overall just, just good God, terrible. Uh, some pretty interest. I mean, it's F-bombs left and right. He's saying it's the hottest free agent in entertainment. Uh, yeah, he's, he, he keeps claiming he's not Bill Cosby. So that's good to know. Um, unfortunately, he, he missed out with a big line after saying he wasn't Bill Cosby. He should have said proof was in the pudding. But unfortunately, he did not use that line. But uh, but yeah, I mean it's it's terrible. Um, there were there were a few parts where I'm like, oh, I get it. He gets his point across, which you know he should vent a little, if you will. You know, this is a way of quote unquote clearing his name for the general audience of maybe four people that would care. Uh, maybe those four were the people I saw at the Sioux Falls SmackDown event last year. You know, who was repping him while we were all lacing him with booze. So other than that, it's straight a garbage and S A W. FT so whatever the hell that was. Peace. We're out. That we're out. That was five minutes more than I ever imagined we would talk about an Enzo Mori rap song on WrestleCast. Hey, you made me watch it. It's almost as bad as the album cover. (laughs) You gotta do like a song cover. Okay. Yeah, Elijah. You gotta do a read. (laughs) You gotta do a read. I I man. I'm glad we talked about it. Uh, can we can we can we move on from the yeah, end of the rap video? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll break here. I'll break the ice here into the new segment. Why not, though? Who's trying to now, <laughs> The the guy who has been cleared at the end of March, Daniel Bryan, has not signed a contract extension with the WWE. As I wrote, is this a yes movement chant or is this a no from you, Alex? Uh, I, I I would say this is a yes chance. Um, that's that's good news. You know, come along, uh, especially if anybody is all in during the Labor Day weekend. Um, I, I think he should kind of test the waters. I think he needs to make a big splash before he finally gets his uh, big check within about a few years. But I, I think this is a great yes Yes, chance. What says you, Ryan? 
Oh, you you know my uh, you know my mindset on this. I am begging and pleading that Daniel Bryan does not return to this company. He has just done nothing but toil in mediocrity since he's came back. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we'll, we'll we'll get to it when we talk. You know what? Down. You know what works for it though is if if his job, if he and I think this will work perfect for everybody. I think if he gets the Miz over at SummerSlam to finally catapult him in that championship contender, yeah, I think that is a high of a note to go on than retiring as champion or anything along those lines. I think that's because, A, that's who he kind of came in into the WWE with, with NXT, and, you know, with the Miz being his trainer. So it would come around full circle if you will, and I think that would even uh, get the Miz, you know, way over than he already is now. If I think if he defeats uh, Daniel Bryan as he exits out of the WWE, so is that is that kind of your thought? Is you, you want him to go and? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Just just drop out, job out. I want to Miz. see him versus Ishimori. That's 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 all I want. <laughs> if, <laughs> that's I can't, the, if I can't have AJ, give me the drive. <laughs> I can't have AJ, I want Ishimori. Um, look, I mean, there's so many more things that he could be doing. I mean, what is he? I mean, he hasn't done anything. Like, he's no. he's not he's not winning. He's he not fought Joe on TV to nothing. Oh, and boy, was that match a letdown! Holy crap! Yeah. I I don't know. You know, not to, not to already start talking about WWE now with with results because we already almost did that with New Japan, but. When I was watching Kaz, Big Cass and Joe in that match, they looked like they were going in slow motion. It was, it was ridiculous. Like Samoa Joe has become like a way cooler badass than he was before, but it's almost <laughs> like he took his experience points that he had in wrestling ability and like speed and moved them to charisma and mic skills. <laughs> Which because is a good it's thing, just, right? Yeah, something well, he's kind of liked is. before. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's adapting to their system, which it's <laughs> once of again, it's like, us, but why can't yeah. I have my cake and eat it too, man? <laughs> like that's what I'm thinking of this. I mean, and, and I don't mean that generally. To be, to, to be fair, I mean he's had some really good matches in the E, but like, holy crap, was that a like he went from cutting this dope promo at the beginning of the show to having this match that was three segments long where they didn't do anything. My goodness gracious. Um. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm with you, I, Daniel Bryan. I mean, just just go somewhere else. Work work who you want to work. Work your schedule. Just enjoy yourself. Uh, when he goes, on. though, I mean, is it pretty much if, if when Daniel Bryan does go? I mean, does that open the floodgates? Do people will, will people not care anymore to kind of be with this company since they are sensing the waters out there are very rich and plentiful? Oh God, no. If if people were going to start leaving um, because they see Daniel Bryan walk, I mean, then why are guys like Keith Lee coming in? You know what I mean? Because they want to get paid forty thousand a year instead of twenty thousand a year. <laughs> I, but I mean, it's I mean, it's, look, it's always going to be a giant revolving door of some talent's going to leave, but that talent that leaves has already been there for a decade. You know what I mean? It's like if it's, Kevin Owens, so new if he didn't resign just randomly like a month ago, I mean, do you think he would have been on his way out if somehow, by the grace of God, he didn't resign? 
Uh, Do you think not. he could capitalize on this indie scene? I don't think he wants to. Oh, okay. I mean, he talks about how much he's like, yeah, I resigned. I, I love being in WWE. He's like, I get to do what I want 150 times a year, and I get to feed my family and support my family, you know, making the best living of my life. Why wouldn't I want to yeah. be here? He's like, oh, he basically said everyone that complains about it, let them complain. They're not the ones up here. We're, we're, we're totally fine with it, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, these guys aren't going anywhere. I, I, you know, I think there's those extreme cases. And I think those extreme cases are Cody. I think Daniel Bryan's on the fence. The only other guy, though, in that company that I could see that maybe wants to get out of the company and test the waters is Zack Ryder. It's the only other guy I could see that would want to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could mm-hmm. be wrong, but I just I don't see I just don't see anyone else that that is that ex. You know what I mean? Like we we saw Sin Cara again. He was on the he was on SmackDown. You know he was out there hanging out, talking to Almas. Like I just I don't know. I don't see I don't see these guys having a reason to leave because you know and this is going to get into what I what I want to talk about next is NXT moving to FS1 as part of the deal with Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, WWE was getting 131 uh, million dollars a year from NBC Universal for Raw and SmackDown. When they re-sign this contract, they're getting 265 now, I believe, just for mm-hmm. Raw a year. A they dump their money without the NBC no longer gets SmackDown and they're paying double for for one show when they lost the other. And then mm-hmm. they they had an option with, you know, Fox threw that billion dollars and NBC could have matched if it was Anywhere from two hundred million, or if it was two hundred million a year for five years, NBC could match and take both shows. So they they upped it to two hundred five million a year for five years, and that's why Fox got the rights. They're keeping it live. They already said it's going to be on Friday nights. They're getting NXT to take over that UFC show that they would do on FS1. I mean, this this company, if they wanted, they could they can buy whatever they want. I mean, they they literally just. They went from 131000 a year for Ron SmackDown to now getting almost 500000 a year for Ron SmackDown. They, they, over, they, they, they tripled their money. and I mean, they almost quadrupled their money. And that's not even counting subscriptions on the network now. Yeah, I mean, that, that's something that we always say. You know, he's a hell of a businessman, but oof. Um, no, I mean, that, that's a smart move. I think NXT on FS1 will be a tremendous uh, kind of thing. I, I think a better viewing than, you know, when they would have the TNA in the afternoons, like 4 or 5 o'clock in the afternoons. Like, why is Kevin Nash in a wrestling ring in 2008? But, um, you know, it's just something I, I think that could work. Um, you know, obviously, you, you still make it a network, you know, exclusive show as well, right? Or is it exclusively to Fox Sports 1? And do you think that could have hurt, hurt, you know, kind of the, not the quality of the show, but I guess the eyes on the show if they don't have it on the network? And that was, that was exactly where I wanted to go with this, is, is talk about that is, I think it's got to be on, if it's not, you're not running the show on Wednesday nights on the network, and then on Thursday showing it on FS1. Mm-hmm. What's the point of that? You know, F- yeah. one of the two isn't getting ratings. So now, 
Is this, I mean, is WWE hinging their subscription service on just the fact of they're putting out, they, they have new shows and more content, but it's once again, it's the pay-per-views. I yeah, mean, they've been talking tier pricing for a while now too. So maybe that'll be in the, you know, upper tier in their subscriptions, you know, where you can I'll, watch it live, you know, on that same night. And I'll tell you flat out, I mean, I'll, I'll before like takeover happens in a couple of weeks, I'll sit down and I'll spend like six hours watching the last two months of NXT. I, I never get around to watching Wednesday night because by the time I get home, I'm doing something or listening to you guys on pop cultures or something. And I never remember to watch it. I'll go out of my way if it, there's like a Pete Dunn match or something. Mm-hmm. But I, I always wait and I binge watch the night before, you know, the last two months of episodes. So I'll probably, you know, watch everything from WrestleMania Till, till Money in the Bank. So probably like six episodes. And then, you know, but six, seven episodes. That though. Oh, yeah. Really <laughs> shit, yeah. So then we're all 100%. You know, that, that way I'm 100% caught up. So it's one yeah. of those things where that's, you know, I treat it like a Netflix. Otherwise, the only thing I really use the network for anymore is to watch the pay-per-views. I, I never really watch any of those original shows anymore that they do. I, 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 oh, I should watch them. them. I love them. You know, and but I just don't. You know, I I went back and watched so many old pay per views that I don't really do that anymore. Now, if mm-hmm. Progress and ICW goes on the network, yes, I will watch Progress every time that show is on there. But I mean, you know, aside from the pay per views, it's you know I'll watch the May Young when that happens. I'll watch the UK tournament. By the way, Tony Storm and Ginny are working June 18th at the UK tournament. So, uh, two of Demetrius is big big uh, mm-hmm. picks. He was he was looking looking for Ginny, obviously being one of them. Uh, but, you know, that's that's kind of where I'm sitting. So it's like, well, if NXT's on FS1, maybe I'll watch it more regularly because I'll just have it DVR'd. And before I go to bed at night, I'll watch something on my DVR real quick. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't know. I I guess for for the fan, maybe it's better that it doesn't have the network. But I think for the company, it's a better move, Alex. And, you know, long story short, because now these NXT people, I think a lot more people are going to know who they are. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Whereas yeah, I mean, some of them come up and they don't, you know, people don't know who they are if they don't, if they're not avid watchers. And you know, outside of the Finn Balor and Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens and, um, you know, like uh, who, who's the other one I was thinking of uh, that just came up? Oh my gosh, why am I thinking? Of, I, I'm blanking. Almost? You know, or Nakamura. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously, like at the Rumble, the Adam Cole thing. But, you know, if you weren't big somewhere else, people don't really pick, know who you are. Yeah, and, yeah, well, I, I think people kind of know know those names, you know, kind of anyway. But I, I think a big thing, too, is the cross-promotion, the synergy that the WWE and Fox can have now. You know, it's already been reported, you know, SmackDown, you know, might be, you know, when they do their shakeups might be getting, you know, kind of uh, the heavier stars so they could have Roman Reigns in the Dallas, you know, Cowboys booth with uh, Troy and whatever that, that boring dude who always uh, bleep talks uh, the Vikings there. But, um, you know, they, they could do a lot of that. Yeah, Joe Buck, there you go. But, you know, you could have, you know, Johnny Gargano, you know, doing like a baseball segment on FS1. So Johnny Wrestling meets Johnny Baseball. You know, you could do little intertwines, you know, kind of along those lines there. So I think, you know, more exposure – for that brand of the WWE, I think is, uh, will be huge exponentially. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and that's, cause that's the one thing where I think some of these guys like Apollo Cruz as an example, where they kind of faltered is, you know, hardcore is new from Dragon Gate, but 
main roster is kind of like, all right, this guy's cool, but you know, we don't watch NXT, we don't know who this guy is. And I think, I think that really helps that. At least I hope it does. Um, so I don't. That should be interesting to see. And what's but crazy it depends is, on what time they do. Is it going to be live every week? Is it going to be taped as it goes now for NXT? Oh, so I, I mean, it, it, it all kind of depends on on you know how they how they kind of push it. So you know, it's, it's it's still not going to get your casual anti you know wrestling fan. You, you got to do something again with that cross promotion, you know, and try to get you know your 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 people that would normally not watch it you know heavily involved there. Because otherwise, I, I don't think they'll do as many viewers as it would on the network. I'm I'm guessing they'll do a Tuesday or a Thursday night when the same slot UFC went on. At like eight o'clock or something, and I and I'm, I it's got to be taped because that's just not financially smart to not tape it. Mm-hmm. You know, because then you're not using full. You're not going to go to full sale every week just to do an hour. You know what I'm saying? I don't. That's why I don't think they. I think it'll stay stay taped. I mean, look how long it took them to not tape Raw on SmackDown. I mean, Raw, Raw wasn't live for, like, eight years, and SmackDown wasn't live for, like, I don't know, 15? <laughs> yeah, it was, I mean, it, it was a while. Uh, you mentioned Daniel Bryan versus The Miz at SummerSlam. What do you think of the rumor that Brock Lesnar will defend against Seth Rollins at SummerSlam? If you want to uncrown your champion, why not have it with the hottest guy on your brand right now? Uh, there, there's no one um, that, you know, will burn it down, if you will, uh, as, <laughs> as Seth Rollins at the moment. So um, if they continue this good build with him, um, I like what they, you know, are kind of doing with multi uh, rivalries with him, you know, how he's kind of balancing that. So that, that's been kind of fun to see, you know, a little bit more of that. Um, into his uh, character, um, I like the, the him and Elias. You know, as we'll get in uh, next segment here. But um, yeah, I, I think this is a good move. Champion versus champion uh, could be a big headline uh, matchup there for you. And if they give the rub to Rollins, that could only push him uh, even more. The man to finally slay the beast. Can Seth Rollins win his second champion for cha- versus champion match at, at SummerSlam? <laughs> Because this will be the second one. I'm gonna say yes. When he beat uh, when when uh when uh what's his name? Who's the the Asian dude from um, The Hangover? Doctor Kim. Yep. Ken Jeong. Yeah. Ja, when he was like, SummerSlam. <laughs> when he was screaming <laughs> it, and they had a uh, they had a uh, John Stewart with Seth Rollins when he was like the Summerfest. The SummerSlam. Oh, that, that gross <laughs> stuff. Oh, I forgot about that. That was in one yeah. of our intros. That <laughs> was. Um, oh, the summer. Last, last thing that I have on the docket, uh, Cody Rhodes trolls the fans. Did you see this troll job? I, I heard about it. I did not see the actual gimmick, though. Cody Rhodes, they were at, uh, I believe it was Hammerstein for the ROH show, and after the main event, he's cutting a promo. He's like, we just want to let everybody know here in New York that we will be bringing all in two to New York City, and we will be in Madison Square Garden. The place goes bat bleep crazy. He laughs and says, I'm just kidding. I would never bring all into a crap hole like this city. Spikes the <laughs> mic and leaves. And boy, did he get heat for that. 
Awesome. <laughs> but he's doing what he what he does best, man. Kudos. Oh yeah. Cody is over. By the way, here before I, I I give the punchline, did I thought I linked it, but did you watch that Cody Rhodes Nick Aldis ten pounds of gold that I posted? I think um, in the group chat. That- I did not watch it, but it is on my list on YouTube. It was incredible. Damn cool. Holy crap, was it good? Watch it. I think Go that's a, I think that's gonna be a good build. Hopefully. I um. Uh, Let's we'll get that. I'll I'll try. I'll get it on the Twitter. Um, you can get the link on the Facebook, and we'll 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 tag team it during break here. You guys gotta watch this this video. It's incredibly good. Like the NWA Billy Corgan. Yes, you know a lot of people might not like some of the the wrestlers in that company, but I tell you what, this ten pounds of gold series that they've been doing uh, since Tim Storm is one of the best done segments. Every time they put these out, it's it's incredible. Um, not to get off topic, though, but did you see the scare that it supposedly, it's just a rumor, that WWE took from that all-in comment at ROH? No. What did they What did they say? Supposedly somebody who, you know, somebody who knows somebody, which usually means when names aren't involved, it's usually a true thing because people don't want it to get out, that Vince McMahon <laughs> made sure that in his uh, – from back in the 80s and 70s when they started this, that he still has the clause in where Madison Square Garden will not run the main arena for any other company but the WWE. Oh, that, yes, that I did, I did hear about. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, again, they're, they're a petty company. It's, it's, it's something we've, we've kind of stated, unfortunately, but, but it is the truth. I mean, yeah, I mean, why is he going to let another, which they haven't ran the garden in, in how long? You know, what, what are they running an event this summer? Is that going to be ran, at the Garden with Taker? But yeah, like a main they, show. They haven't they done like a main show there oh, in no. years. Yeah. When, and here's the thing. So they would have to run it in the theater room where some of the time, some of the guys will do, they'll do like boxing shows there because it's like 8,000 people. You know, like yeah. Lomachenko fought there, one of the last fights he had, but. You know, we talked a few weeks ago when, when the when the building sold out in 29 minutes and 37 seconds or whatever, that people in the locker room were like, oh, we're, we, don't, we don't care about that. It's all about the greatest Royal Rumble and how they were, like, trying to make it obviously painfully known that none of the wrestlers were concerned or anything. Yeah. This, this proves that that's a farce, that if this is true, that Vince went to make sure that that clause is still in play, they know that these dudes are a lot bigger than it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's and, and if I'm if I'm Vince, I gotta be thinking about what we talked about earlier. Are they gonna take Daniel? Is Daniel Bryan gonna leave because he sees all this? You know, yes, like I think the smart answer is yes. I mean, my my question to you then: say you know within a couple of years, you know Vince, you know he, he finally does step aside, trips and Steph, you know, kind of take over. I mean, with, with as much as we know Trips is in tune with, you know, being outside of the universe, with the acquisitions that he's seen, but also the love of the history of professional wrestling and the territories. Yes, I know he's Vince's son-in-law, for God's sakes, and he knows how to be territorial. But don't you think he might open up, you know, kind of the gates again and just kind of show, hey, guys, we could all be together, you know, and kind of have a harmonious thing? Or am I just thinking way outside of the box? Since you know, I am a huge H Mark. <laughs> well, I I don't think it like I don't want to necessarily say it's like it's a crazy thought because 
he's already done things that we never thought the company would have done. I mean, if, mm-hmm. you know, I, as much as it so pains me that it just it hasn't worked, I still am. And, and the reason it hasn't worked is because they don't know how to freaking book the guy. I still can't believe they got Kenta. I will never get over that Kenta left pro wrestling nowhere to go there. And Wasn't I think he's the Bob, first signee. He yeah, he was that first like big OMG type moment. And it, it it bothers me so much because you know, you watch his Noah title runs where he had there as GHC champion, junior champion. He was the best wrestler in the world, you could argue, you know, in the mid two thousands over you know, some of these, you know, ROH darlings that we all loved. And it's because, you know, he was grumpy Kenta. He wasn't, ah, yay. He wasn't a baby face in peril. He was, I'm going to beat your ass. And when I, while doing that, I'm going to give you a great match. Look, we saw it with, um, oh, who was it? Alistair Black, maybe, or, or Almas. It was one of no. those guys. That, or, yeah. or Bobby Roode. The, the Rude title match, I think, is the one I'm thinking of. Yes, I thought he also had a good uh, match with Hero. We were both like, whoa, we oh, had a yeah, good yeah, match with Chris Hero. That's right, he worked heel. So, I mean, when he's doing that, we see why they, they signed him, but they just don't use him right. So, stranger things have happened. I'll tell you, what I will, what I will counter with is I could see the day, and, and I've thought this since the, the minute the Young Bucks said how the Hot Topic story started, and that was when the, the Hot Topic CEO called the E and said, we want those Bullet Club shirts in our stores, and they go, well, that's not us. What do you mean it's not you guys? You guys are WWE. Well, they're not with us. And huh. they went and contacted them and said, we want your guys' stuff in our, in our stores, not the other stuff. Ever since that day, I still felt like if, if Vince McMahon stumbled upon some stupid money somewhere, which now he just did, yeah, yeah. What if he were to he he calls Cody, Kenny, the Young Bucks, Marty Skrull, Adam Page. I don't. I mean, Tomatonga. I mean, whoever you whatever you want to look at, or just the the guys on the Elite show, Marty, Cody. So he's gonna Buck. pull an Eric Bischoff and essentially overpay a bunch of guys. Here's ten million for you, Bucks. Here's eight million for you, Omega. Here's ten yeah. for you, Cody. If, if you guys. If you guys come in, we will pay you like John Cena money. And then they buy the rights to the Bullet Club and just Are run you cool it. With that? Knowing what they did with the NWO and, you know, the NWO. But I mean, as the casual Mark, the Bullet Club fan, the New Japan purist, I mean, doesn't that piss you off? I mean, are you still going to follow that brand? Or are you going to follow it to see how quickly it disintegrates into the hands of the McMahons? I guess, I guess there's a few ways to look at it. Because when, I mean, look at, look at when, when Carl Anderson, AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Luke Gallows all jump ship. Everyone, you got to be kidding me. Nakamura, like, how big of a blow it was, and they've had better years since then. They get better every year. New Japan will go, all right, fine, see you guys, we don't need you. And they'll be fine. Uh, yep. So for that, it won't. I, I won't. It won't make me hindered with with New Japan. If anything, I'll go. Well, now we just get to see Jado do it. Jado and Gato do what they do best: make new stars and rebook this company. So I think New Japan stays fine after all this. There, you know, there's enough guys they can they can use whatever. 
Just think, run the, the junior division. That's, that's all you yeah, need to do. I mean, there's so much they can do. I mean, Hone was working now uh, the Kazuna Road uh, shows. Him and uh, him and he, he asked Makame to tag with them. It was at the end of uh, one of those. Yeah, one of those night 13 or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, Tomoki Home was back. I, I'm super jacked for that. I can't wait for more headbutts. He looked um, jacked. Yeah, he did. He he was Darn. good. But um, <laughs> so as for the Bullet Club thing, I I think it's one of those things where when they debut, it's that big holy bleep moment. I think that'll happen, just like it did with the other guys. And I think if Vince McMahon put as much money into what he would probably have to pay them to come over – I don't think I would be afraid of it failing because I, I just, well, I don't know what creative has for them. So just hire us. We'll be good. Everyone yeah. will be good. Cause I mean, to be fair, we don't know the numbers, but I'm sure he paid a pretty penny for AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? Oh yes. I mean, do you think uh, not John Cena money? Obviously. Do you think Roman Reigns money? Roughly I, I about think... seven, eight million a year. I, I bet he's well. I, see, I don't even think Reigns makes that much. No, there, there was that. That is a a rumored allegedly was, salary. A list that came out on that Meltzer released like two months ago, and Seth Rollins was making like one point five million a year, and he was like the third highest behind Lesnar and Cena. Like Rollins was making more than Roman. Two point one five million, according to Forbes, AJ Styles in twenty seventeen. So, but I, I guess I guess when you, when you go the Forbes route, you got to think of, you know, extra money they get aside from their normal pay from merchandise and video game rights. Think of the think of the check that they all get cut on the on the two K game. I'm just talking your base pal, your base salary, you know mm-hmm. your you you know what I mean. So yeah, I mean obviously I think the endorsement wise wise a lot of those guys make way more than what I said. Hundred percent on board with you on that, but. Even if we use two million as as a as a pay, we saw how much whether we like some of the angles or not. AJ Styles has not been buried whatsoever. I mean, he's a two time champ, and I feel like if he brought Bullet Club, I feel like they wouldn't. If anything, I mean, you, you would you'd maybe see. You know, Marty Skrull not doing a ton. But then again, I could see them getting booked like the Radicals did. Remember how strong the Radicals got booked? They all had titles. Yes, they did. That would be interesting. I mean... The only one that did Benoit, but he was feuding for the world title. That's why he didn't have it. Wow, this is gross. So apparently their salaries back in 2017, according to sportskedia.com, AJ Styles' salary, $500,000. That That can't be right. I don't think it's wrong because once again, okay, two million dollars. Okay, say Cena, he five st- million, five million. Yeah, okay. He was okay. there for what a quarter of a year. Kane, <laughs> one point five million. Kevin Owens, nine hundred and fifty. Uh, Randy Orton, we already knew his salary was way overbloated. Seth Rollins, uh, tad under a million. But Sheamus and The Miz getting over a million plus just salary alone. That's that's pretty tight. Oh, poor Alicia Fox, though. Wow. <laughs> Sasha Banks don't... not making bank. Wow. She's getting outpaid by Natty, a Bella, another Bella, 
and then Ava Marie when she was still around. I don't even know if that's a thing anymore. Wow, yeah, that's sad. And but, but that's where a lot of them make more money from getting for all the shows they work. Like mm-hmm. there's a list I saw, which I think is why Ambrose and Rollins are so high on the pay grade because they um, mm-hmm. they've worked like the most matches of any worker. Like there was a list of of who's worked the most matches. Like Dean Ambrose has worked more matches than any wrestler um, this year, and he's been hurt for part of most like two months of it. What? Like or over the last like like there's there's some there's some number or maybe in the last let me find I'll try to find this list but like Dean Ambrose has worked like 154 matches this year already or some num some outlandish number I, I thought he's been hurt all year did did he get hurt did he get he got he hurt, hurt like last fall I thought he got hurt in like February oh because that ruined the whole yeah the gimmick with the gimmick. At Mania, where he was supposed to go heal. <laughs> um, so I mean, you know, I mean, but anyway, you know, going going back to all what we've what we were talking about, you know, um, I feel like with the amount of money that would be invest, invested, that it wouldn't get. I, like I wouldn't. I don't think it would get wrecked. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I, and, and hopefully they wouldn't kill it like the NWO jaunt that they had and, and hurt their merchandise sales. Not that it would, but, I mean, if they were smart, they would want it just for that merchandise money, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, here you go. So that's Dean Am- that pays for their salaries alone. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, so he was out all year. Um, this Ambrose has wrestled 586 matches uh, across the almost three-and-a-half-year period. Um going from January 1st of 2015 till May 25th of 2018. So that was the number. So since January 1st, um, Dean Ambrose has worked 586 matches. He, he hasn't worked one match in this year. You were correct. Um, but if you, if you look at 2017, he worked 164. 2016, wow. he worked 204. And 2015, he worked 218. Wow. You know what else is? Wow, that's... No wonder why he's he's out for as long as he has. Uh, heal up, good God! But uh, how about the new look, Dean Ambrose? Did you see uh, at the Stanley Cup? What was it, Game Two? The yep. uh, the the nicely quaffed looking Mister Good. Thoughts on that? Is that a potential heel turn look, if you will? I think it's him just going. Oh, I forgot to tell you, I cut my hair, man. <laughs> Night and day, man, but I'm excited for whatever incarnation of uh, the the Ambrose Asylum we get when he comes back with that look. Man, the women will be swooning. Dean Ambrose got a new crush. (laughs) Dean Ambrose was the had worked has worked the third amount of matches in 2017. Do you know the two people who worked more matches than Dean Ambrose? One of them Um, was not John Cena. Uh, one was by one match, and one was by ten matches. Oof. Um, are they both in the WWE? Yep, this is just 2017 WWE. Um, wow. I am going to go... Whew. I'm going to go Seth Rollins for one. Um, Seth Rollins worked 147. Hmm. So that is definitely not it. 
Um, two guys are also tied with him at 164. So I will tell you if you nail one of those. Two more guesses. That's strike one. Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal. We'll go with that uh, guy. That guy wrestled I'm, a lot. No. No, um, Sammy Zayn. Sammy Zayn. He cards a lot. He worked 163 one match less. So, Sheamus and Cesaro were tied at 164. Baron <laughs> Corbin worked 165 matches. He worked one more than, than Ambrose. And all of them and, got no response. <laughs> at 174 matches, uh, AJ Styles. Hmm. Not surprising. Yeah, a lot of dark matches he was doing uh, earlier in the year, late last year, I should say, when he wasn't on like so, SmackDown Prime all the time. So yeah, that's so that's wild. Just go, going off of that, and the year before AJ worked 176 matches. The second or third, he had the third most. Yeah, third most. Tyler Breeze worked 182, and Dean Ambrose worked 204. So I mean, AJ's been booked right because they spent the money on him. I mean, not you know this this not to not to. To, to finally close this up because we've taken so much time on this, um, I didn't realize how many avenues that would get us down. But I don't think they'd, re- you know, if they came in with like a Nexus feel where they were just destroying things, I think it would get over. Well, of course, everybody likes destruction. I mean, especially with those guys. I mean, you would have to do something to Trips or to the McMahons, I think, in order for it to mean. A, a little bit more. I, I, I think it's something where maybe you take over a WrestleMania or one of the big four, you know, type of events and just trash it. Just do something because I think that's the big thing because people know that behind the scenes type of thing that happened with Cody and the E and the usage of the Rhodes name. Man, that would be so awesome if like SummerSlam ended and they just came out. And just no, not ended. They ruined like the main event and just like tore open everything, and it yeah. just ended with them cutting a promo, and then that's it. I I think just I think you got to have them come out in the middle of the match so then you can piss everyone off for oh we didn't get a finish. If you we know, know can... somehow there's like a there's like a five on five match headlining a SummerSlam in like the next like next year or say Royal <laughs> Rumble not Royal Rumble but like something. That's going to be ending, or maybe Survivor Series, depending on you know, you know, of this year. If we know it's going to end in a five-on-five, five, then we know the Bullet Club will be coming out. So I just I think there's I don't think it'll I give it like a ten percent chance that it happens, but with the amount of Not amount of times. the amount of stupid money that they've acquired for these TV deals, I mean, <laughs> I mean anything's possible. Um, any any glaring omissions to the news and rumors that I may have botchamanian? Uh No, shout out to uh, John Hennigan, a.k.a. For, uh, forever Johnny Nitro, and uh, his new bride, uh, Taya Valkyrie, tying the knot over the weekend. Speaking of Taya Valkyrie, I realized our straw poll never posted for our draft with Demetrius, so I have to redo that. Yes. <laughs> so I will, get the, I will get that up tonight, and during the break here, I will get... That um, that Twitter posted with that uh, with that what you call it the, the the ten pounds of gold. Shout out that Twitter knows. handle one more time before we go to break. Uh, you can find us at WrestleCast underscore SSM. Get yourself some merch. Uh, the PayPal will be set up 
um, sometime between now and Wednesday on uh, on the strongstylemedia.com website. Otherwise, for now, just get in touch with us, and we'll, uh, we'll get you figured out. We're going to take our next break here. When we get back at you, we're talking WWE Universe, Raw Smackdown. Kind of talk a little bit money to bank, where it's going, all that good stuff. We'll be right back. WrestleCast. Your late night hip hop and R&B podcast, Total Sound Radio, hosted by Kyle Halffine Adams, every Thursday night right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Catch up on your latest on hip hop and R&B, and hear Minnesota talent at 10 p.m. Central. But if you trust us the way I feel, I won't fold from the cards that you feel. Let's journey life together and make it worthwhile. Can't take it back like diamonds. See, my life is like a movie, no rewinding. Killing mics like I got a license. Victim, I believe don't have religion. Just a higher power. Who power? I'm not so happy with it. But I take a breath. Regain my power. Check my feet when I'm walking. See if it ain't. I've seen it all more than I care to reveal. I'm always sure to clear the air for the real. That's why I'm aiming at the grill, man. Because it's how I feel. Nobody being sincere. We need some changes for real. Again, that's Thursdays right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Thursdays at 10 p.m. Central. And if you're a musician, you want to get your music heard on the show, send the MP3 over to Soda Sound at strongstylemedia.com. Peanut. Peanut. This right here is Alpha Brain. I just drank some of this in a shake. I got to tell you right now, I couldn't be more clear. You're Clarity. 50, so I use it. I don't do anything without it. I'm addicted to I, it. I know, but I'm 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 48, but I feel like I'm 26. I have a boner right now. I have so much energy. Like I actually, I, I'm I'm. And I took an Alpha Brain. I never do. I I want to fight you. I want to fight you. I want to go, chin down, and I want to bang, bang. Oh. Hey, I'm Dr. Asking. What's up? He's been distraught ever since his friend smoked him last week in fantasy football. Now he's grabbed this post and he won't respond. He's got Luzonic plays. What is He's a loser. He's not a loser. Okay, he's a loser. What can he do? With DraftKings, he could have easily challenged his friend to a rematch. I can't. What are you? I can't see that. You need glasses. I'm also an optometrist. At DraftKings, you can play free private contests whenever you want. Strong Style Media presents... Sportscast Radio, the one that started it all, with your host, Ryan Cook, and me, Jordan Jiskra. We're going to be giving you everything, and I mean everything from baseball, football, basketball, hockey, field hockey, soccer, bobsled, survivor, even that weird sport where they do the hurdles and jump puddles in track and field. All right, maybe not that one, but from the college to the pros and from the rings to the rink, we've got you covered. Sportscast Radio. Mellow, mellow, mellow. 
I oh yeah okay I thought I kept I muted myself like six times. All right, that, I got that link out for everybody on the Twitter. Check out that ten pounds of gold, Alex. I'll send it to you too in case you don't have it, just to be safe. I was watching uh, it on on mute. It looked uh, looked pretty interesting. I'll, I'll definitely check it out with uh, with the sound after the show. Yeah, it it was tremendous. It was it was awesome. Such a good segment. Um, inside the universe, WWE um, as a whole here. We, we'll start with Monday. Um, I got to go grab my uh, my notebook. So I would why don't say you kick Monday off wasn't Monday? Wasn't that bad of a show? I uh, two weeks in a row. Um, you know, of course they had the tribute to uh, for Memorial Day there. Uh, but then we get, uh, which I don't know if it's a good thing, but but we do get uh, Braun Strowman coming down to the ring, cutting the promo. Kind of on everybody, and of course, Kurt Angle saying, hey, you and Finn Balor had a hell of a match, and then Balor saying, hey, you know, hey. I am the first ever Universal title, you know, holder, and then people are like, yeah, but then you got to hurt, and so I'm like, heel turn maybe, um, but no, him and ba- uh, Balor and uh, and Braun kind of jawing back and forth, which I thought was pretty entertaining. Uh, Kurt Angle, unfortunately, uh, returned to the Kurt Angle of old this week, did not deliver <laughs> strong whether in ring or backstage segments but this was nice which led into a rematch from last week uh stroman and balor which uh i thought balor looks pretty damn good more offense this uh with this match up here i think the the match that they had i actually liked the week before better and i think it's because i liked the peril that balor came out with at the end fought back but i think if you go top to bottom I think the match, I think it might have been a little bit of a better match. I think I just enjoyed it more because of that. So I think that's I a good way to how, look at it. I liked how Balor looked like he finally had a chance, though. Kind of, mm-hmm. you know, kind of towards the end there. Minus the corns when, uh, when a fight, Owens fights, kind of jumps in and interferes, which, lo and behold, you know, kind of sets up uh, future events there, but more so of including him and Mr. Braun Strowman there. So, so kind of setting up a few different things, especially within all the competitors with money in the bank. So I like, Maybe. I, I like the match, but I liked how they're kind of still doing angles within angles within angles. Maybe that was my issue with the, with it is how much are they like all that Kevin Owens shenanigans where he was, you know, talking the whole time. And then when he ran down and, and did the interference, maybe that was what hindered the match for me. But, I mean, nonetheless, good match. Definitely a good match. You know who wasn't uh, hindered? Jinder Mahal. You, and his, his you can't hinder Jinder. Don't hinder Jinder. <laughs> Is this two weeks in a row where you felt safe watching him on TV? Because it was for me. Dude, I, I went three stars on this match. I'm going I'm, let to – let me just blow your F-wording mind here for a minute. Um, <laughs> let's see. Let's start with – Raw, April 16th, 2018, the Superstar Shake-Up. Uh, mm-hmm. Jeff Hardy defeats Jinder Mahal. I went three and a quarter on that match. Okay? Then we yep. go to uh, the next week, April 23rd. Chad Gable defeats Jinder Mahal. I went three stars on that match. That was a good match, yeah. Uh, greatest Royal Rumble, I only went two because of that Godforsaken botch. Remember that thing? Oh yeah. Um, you mean the whole show, right? Overall? Yes. Yes. I mean that was that was just ass. Um, the actual the next, botch on the show is what saved it. That's the irony of the whole five hours. 
Are you talking about the slip and slide? Titus World <laughs> slide? Um, then April 30th, um, Bobby Lashley, Braun Strowman, and Roman Reigns with mm. Jinder Mahal, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. I went three oh, stars. Three stars again. Um, let's move on to May 7th, uh, Monday Night Raw. I What happened? Did I miss a Raw? No, because that was the 30th, yeah. Um, let's see, May 7th. I doesn't look like he wrestled. Oh, I think that was when he got put through the wall or whatever. No, he wrestled Chad Gable, defeated Chad Gable. I went two and a half on it. Um, you know, not a bad score. Then we look at May 14th. What did Jinder Mahal do that night? Let's see. Owens wrestled him. Uh, no Jinder this show, it looks like. Maybe that this is the one where he got put through the wall. So we don't have a Jinder on this match. Okay, that's fine. Uh, then we move to the the Raw on the 21st. Roman and Seth Rollins defeat Jinder Mahal and Kevin Owens. I went three stars. What do you know? And then <laughs> Jinder Mahal defeats Seth Rollins. I went three stars. Jinder Mahal is the second best worker on Monday Night Raw since the, the, the split behind Seth Rollins. He is the second most recognizable athlete. <laughs> And there's no no denying that. I mean, we, we kind of were on the Jinder Mahal uh, wagon after winning the title. And then, you know, the, the summer and fall kind of exposed his abilities. But, you know, we, we were both very positive when the shakeup came about. We said change of scenery could be good and, you know, different, you know, workers on that show. And they kind of, you know blindside some of the the negatives more so on Monday nights apparently than Tuesdays but no Jinder Mahal has looked great as you just stated over the last couple of months here um and and I thought you know back-to-back weeks I thought he was leading this match uh you know some some of the time but him and Seth Rollins had great chemistry and um hopefully a non-DQ finish for the next time uh this wouldn't be a pay-per-view match I would scoff at I would actually be pretty in tune to seeing now, and, and I will say, in our defense, we were we were on the the Mahal train when he first came back and was cutting those great promos and talking smack. True, true, uh, when, true. When he won the title, we um we got really defensive and uh, kind of jumped off because we were afraid of the backlash. I think was like, well, we can't no we can't say intended. anything about that guy. That guy's terrible. Uh, oh God, bat boo boo. Um, but that's that's the change. It's like. I, the light switch, I, man. He was like, I'm not going to be a part of the three-man band with the Rhino and Heath Slater. I'm going to continue my dominance. And Monday. you know what the other thing is, too, is he's not doing all these extra complicated things. Everything on these Raw matches are very simple matches where he's able to be a basic big heel. Yes, yes. And it, and it right works. Whoever's writing for Raw is like, look, we know that it looks like he's going to tear something every time he moves. So let's mm-hmm. keep it simple. Let's let him yep. get heat and let the other go. And, and to be fair, to be fair, he's been in there with, you know, all guys who can work. So he's, he's in there not having to carry anybody too. But yeah, but you're also that, in the room with AJ Shinsuke and Randy Orton. Are you saying they're less workers than, than the ones on Monday? I will say Randy Orton doesn't care. I will say, and it was a Punjabi prison. I will also say Shinsuke <laughs> definitely looked like he didn't give a crap either. Um, and he was serviceable with AJ. 
Yeah. I, I still try to not remember that feud. <laughs> it was god awful. You know, but it's like, you know, he's he's working guys where he doesn't have to do a lot, and it's good because there's there's nothing wrong with just being a an average mediocre you know a mediocre wrestler. And then just accentuating what you're good at and being yep. in the emphasize the positives. Yeah, and that's what they're doing. I yeah. I don't know. Oh, gender's coming out. I'm like, all right, let's see. Let's. I'm more excited. It's like the the Okada approach. How long can he keep the streak up? You know, with Okada, it's title defenses. It's how many times can he not put up a one star match in a row here? That's <laughs> <laughs> a little exciting. Um, oh. Worlds defeat the Ascension. I went two on this match. Uh, I don't even remember why I gave it a two. I think it's because so one of the guys in the Ascension did something that didn't make any sense, and I think Corey Graves like laughed at him. And I think because of that, I oh, there was he did like a, a nip up or something, and they were like wonderful or something, and like the Ascension were like laughing and clapping with him. And I'm like, ha, personality, you get an extra <laughs> extra star for this. Otherwise, this match was blah. I mean, you got any thoughts? Yeah, I'm surprised you even went two. I, I probably would have gave this maybe a quarter. Um, <laughs> the only thing that, that was the best thing about it was, uh, I don't know, the B team, you know, kind of before and after. <laughs> kind of before yeah. that match and after this match when they showed them backstage. Um, that was far more entertaining than those four dudes in the ring. That's for sure. Are they going to win this gauntlet or this whatever this thing is tonight, the Battle Royal? Hey, man, you got you to gotta do short-term feuds in the summer, and what better talent to then, you know, kind of have, you know, I would say they could have some pretty good matches, I would say, with Hardy and Wyatt if they give them enough time and just let them go. Um, yeah, why not? I mean, this will fulfill your feud until SummerSlam. <laughs> I like it. I like and, it. And hey, Lake of Reincarnation. I'm all to see the multiple Bo Dallas's and, and Curtis Axel reincarnation. <laughs> so as long if, as we get that, that's all I care about. If Bo Dallas goes in the Lake of Reincarnation, does he come out as Bray Wyatt's brother like he is in real life? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Time IRS stamp it. just shows up. Time stamp it. Mike Rotunda <laughs> just like. Oh man, no, I you, no, yeah, no, I, I hold think on, it's, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Were you just like opening a file and that was your impersonation of IRS because it got real quiet and I didn't know if you were doing an impersonation in front of oh. your microphone and I couldn't hear what was going on because <laughs> all I heard was IRS came out and was like and there was just, that's all I heard. So. <laughs> I mean, duh, no. <laughs> and I thought you were trying to imitate like a keyboard, like he was writing up the taxes. Everybody's got to wait. That was the wrong guy. Um, God, Money Inc. was such a good team on paper. <laughs> and then they did nothing with that team. Good God. Yeah. Um, they never like, had a great run with the titles. They're just, is, they is Bobby Roode done, by the way? Is, is he pretty much done? You know, and this is something I said back before. His entrance got pro- is blah to me now. Yeah. And, it, like, you know, we talked. You said, Ryan, what do you think? Is going to happen when he gets called up, and I said I think he's just going to get stale. It was, it worked in TNA because he was so much better gimmick wise and in the ring in, in a sense than most of those guys. But I think here you're just kind of like, all right, it's the same match every time. 
Um, Agreed. Agreed. I think there's points that we could, you know, he'll put out good matches, and that's fine. And I think he's a good hand. You need hands like him around. You need good veteran hands to put in matches. You know, it's like Kofi Kingston, um, mm-hmm. guys like that. It's, you need those guys around. But, I mean, it was when, I'll tell you what, when he first debuted with that song and that, that entrance, it was the, it was so big. I mean, that's what got him over. But, you know, now I'm just kind of like, all right, you know, it was cool. It's the lack of personality, think- unfortunately, which I always thought was Rude's biggest problem. You know, that's why I've always likened him to the TNA version of Orton, a hell of an athlete, hell of a wrestler, but just not the best when it comes to trying to, you know, be in tune with the fans there. And I think, you know, with Rude, you know, obviously I keep going back to the uh, the beer money gimmick. I mean, having James Storm be the voice of that team, you know, he was the worker, he was the voice. I think they just played off each other so well. That's why I think maybe it is time if, you know, Storm is still out there or maybe try to get him with another team in that aspect, you know, kind of a uh, uh, odd couple, if you will. I think that could maybe put him a little bit more than what's happening now. Yeah, I I, I don't disagree with any of that. Uh, In what I kind of consider a little bit of a letdown, I don't know if it's just because of the match structure, but uh, I went two and a quarter, Drew McIntyre defeats Chad Gable. I think I was just hoping for a much better match, but it, it just kind of was short and was what it was. Mm-hmm. Good build um, behind the back. I liked how Gable was, you know, just, you know, saying, hey, I'm, I'm going to take you. And Drew was like, ha, ha, ha. Um, but no, McIntyre, yeah, I, I wanted this match to go a little bit longer. Um, I'm happy. Gable didn't really look, um, it wasn't a squash by any means, I don't think. And I thought that was a good thing. Um, Gable looked like he could, you know, if given time, if given a New Japan-style time, uh, he could have made that informidable comeback and defeat the big man. But but I think this was a big, good win for McIntyre as well. He looked good. He looked strong. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think, that's, I think that's a really good take and a really good way to look at it. Um, you know, we've been talking about this. McIntyre just, he just looks so strong. And he looks even his 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 chest hair is glistening so that you're like wow okay then <laughs> this guy he's, he's business he's God he is just he's going to be a star I'm telling you he's going to be a star in this company barring any and domestic instances or injuries you are right sir you are totally right. His, ex-wife doesn't work there anymore, so she can't beat the crap out of him or whatever. I I wonder if he was just getting rocked by her, and he was like, man, if I could just give her a Claymore kick, that'd be the <laughs> end of this situation. Well, I yeah. mean, it's a gimmick. I mean, it's a... Would, they don't do mixed wrestling in WWE? Oh, yeah, that's right, they don't. I wasn't talking real life, Alex. I was talking a gimmick. Come on. Gimmick, there you go. Speaking of gimmick, boy, oh, boy. Was this gimmick to close the show a letdown? you agree? Indeed. Now, obviously, I've talked about this before, but WWE's uh, women's checklist of things that we haven't done with them yet, and what can we do in the quickest amount of time? Ooh, we had a really fun gauntlet match um, back before Elimination Chamber. Let's do it again with the women now. And this was, ooh. Um, Fail at it. That, that's <laughs> kind of what they said, right? I broke down all of these in individual ratings because you told me, it, you know, it was viable that I did that with the men's one, mm-hmm. you know, when I put up Collins and Cena so hard. So 
without further ado, here's the results and the grades. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> uh, Bailey defeats Liv Morgan. I won a quarter star on this one. Might be my lowest rated match of the year. Uh, Bailey defeats Sarah Logan. I went one star. Uh, Ruby Riot then defeats Bailey. I went one and a quarter star. Ruby Riot defeats Dana Brooke. I went a half a star. This is I'm surprised a- you didn't get more. <laughs> I, uh, Ruby- out. I thought you would have been happy. Uh, Ruby Riot defeats Mickey James. I went one and a quarter star. <laughs> I mean, and then Sasha Banks beats Ruby Riot. I went two and a quarter. And that was being generous because I knew that those two women can work. Um, Agreed. That's a match I cannot wait to see, like, a full-on match with them. Like, give them the 20-minute, ma- you know, time yeah. that it's, they, they probably should have just got as, as a singles match to, you know, declare the last person. I, I, I don't get the Bailey thing. You have her dominate and then just her just, you know, lose like that. Have Ruby Riot be the second to the last then. Oh, I mean, don't, don't do anything stupid like that. Boot. Hey. Oh, it was so boot. It was boot. I mean, look, uh, April 30th, Ruby Riot defeated Sasha Banks. I think it was a qualifier. I went three stars on that match. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm trying to remember when that three-way was. I think it was with, I think it was Asuka, Ruby Riot, and Sasha Banks. I think was that match. I don't remember when it was, but that three-way was tremendous. Oh, it was so mm-hmm. good. Like, those two have great chemistry. They can work really well. It's just this this gauntlet match. I mean, I guess you it's a great idea. There was a gauntlet to get through, am I right? <laughs> yeah, right here. It was uh, May 7th. It was Sasha Banks, Ruby Riot, and Ember Moon in a three-way. Yes. I went three and three quarters. I almost went four stars on that match. So, Ember I mean, Moon's a stud. Ruby Riot and Sasha Banks have touched twice. I went three and three quarters and three stars. Uh, so I gave them the benefit of the doubt with that grade because that, that gauntlet sucked. That might be one of the worst matches of the year if you want to combine it into one. Wow. <laughs> I mean, terrible. Yeah, its average rating is probably like a one and a half. <laughs> wow. I will. Yeah, that's pretty bad. You gave the Ascension tag match a better rating, Ryan. Come on. <laughs> Let's, but it was obvious Sasha was going to win. So, I mean, the lack of, you know, any excitement or any peril to any of the wrestlers in there, it was just an obvious far, forego- foregone conclusion of who your winner was going to be. Um, I, I liked Bailey in the beginning, though. I, I think I would have given her a little bit more credit um, just because she was playing well to the crowd. And then, you know, of course, Ruby Riot kind of taking her down right away, which I thought was was weird with their placing. But well, that was the other thing too. There were six matches, and this thing went like fifteen minutes. Yeah, I mean the entrances yeah. took up more time. This, this match had an average rating of one point oh eight. Does Ruby Riot just need to uh, drop the squad? Since I you know didn't say right there, but um, do you think she she pretty much needs to drop that and and kind of jump to the top of the women's division, you know, kind of the remainder of 2018. This is going to sound bad because I don't necessarily think I, I want to agree with it, but I think the, the, the team is good for her because then you have pin takers. So she doesn't have to take pins. Agree. But I mean, no one else is cutting, I mean, minus um, Sarah Logan, but no one else is cutting a promo. She doesn't need a blue tongue. 
I mean, she's, you know, emphasis. I agree with that, that leader aspect. But, I mean, I don't think it's something that she needs for the rest of this year. I think something down the line, I mean, I, I should say she should drop them. So I think I that would, would put a bitter emphasis on her. I character. would like her by herself if she went back to being a baby face. I'll say that. Well, you know how easy that is, so <laughs> it'll get done. It'll get done. <laughs> she really probably already heard in the off. first twenty-four minutes of Raw. <laughs> I'm gonna um, live tweet Raw as we're doing the broadcast, so it's gonna be mute Raw here at uh, at WrestleCast underscore SSM. If, if Alex is tweeting, get ready because this is the debut of the Alex Mello Twitter fingers. I can't oh, man. wait. I would if I knew what a sign in was for this, but but maybe uh maybe smack oh no I can't smack down. I'm just hey guys, on the Twitter account, I'm just gonna watch random wrestling shows as I always do, and I'm just gonna tweet random thoughts and match specifications and why I think you should or should not watch it. <laughs> I'm uh I just I just sent you the password, Alex, so the ball is now Sweet. in your court to oh, go and I can't wait. And and once again, guys, um, you know, we'll, we'll be, we'll be sending a picture on the Twitter of the shirts as well. We posted on our Facebook page. Uh, we'll get it on the Twitter here tonight. Um, our Twitter's blowing up. We, you know, maybe we'll do a giveaway if we can keep getting people to, you know, get, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to yeah. get this, uh, get, get the, the, the amount of follows up on the Twitter because we, we want them, we need them and it, it's going to just benefit everybody. Um, SmackDown Live, I realized it didn't even write down the main event on my book. <laughs> hey, we got to go to Daytona Beach at the end of June, by the way. Holy shnikes. Oh, for the Naito, Ibushi, Omega. I tweeted that picture out for it. Yeah, I, I just like how Jeff Cobb, he's a beast, but he looks like the loneliest guy in that picture. Like, yeah, it's like me and like a wrestling promo. Like, yeah, oh my God, I am Jeff Cobb. I just realized Jeff that. Cobb looks like Orson Sage. No! No, I'm, I'm Alex, not. you look like Orson Sage. No, Alex, Alex, you look like one of the MVPs of the Champions Carnival, uh, Shuji Ishikawa, okay? How about that? Ooh, I'm fine with that. He is. That guy. By the way, uh, the All Japan summer break series i think is the the show uh it's coming up in a, like a week or two uh main event kento miyahara against naomichi marafuji whoo that is going to be tight <laughs> or as the kids in lids where the snapbacks say lit oh yuck still 2018 that's like saying earl hebner is going to be in a in a ring again he will with, with also with jerry lynn yeah, what's up with that, by the way? That's going to be awesome. <laughs> we got to get Jerry Lynn on the show before All yeah. In and just talk about his career direction and uh, just because he's the man out of Minneapolis. That's a hell of an idea. I mean, that's a hell of an idea. He's a legend. Um, I would just talk him and I, I would be a mark, a hard well, mark. It, you never know what, what could happen here on the Strong Style Media Network. WrestleCast could be getting expanded to twice a week coming up, so... Yes, you, never, yes. you never know what could be happening. There is things in the movement, and you people want WrestleCast. We're 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 going to give you WrestleCast. I mean, obviously, we give you the drafts. We give you the you know this, this Friday night. We'll just say it now. Alex alluded to it earlier. Uh, 
I don't know, 11, 11.30 p.m., something like that, Friday night. But uh, just an hour or two before Dominion starts, we'll be running a Dominion show, uh, Dominion, Dominion pre-show. So, you know, because we got to talk about it. we got to lead into it. We're going to talk about it tonight, and then Friday we're going to go, God, we got to talk about it again. It starts in three hours. You know, so... And then, we give, we, we, and then Saturday or Sunday, we're even going to do a breakdown, uh, hopefully a watch-along, if you will, you know, kind of the... But when we say and do things that might sound, you know, familiar, guys, Ryan and I have been doing this for the last 10 years of our friendship that we've known each other. So, I mean, <laughs> the, the uh, you know, when, when we do voices or, say, Mark, Rumor, and Innuendo, we've been actually kind of doing all that stuff you know, kind of, you know, along the way. So I feel like sometimes like we're biting on some stuff, but I'm like, no, this is just how we casually have talked wrestling for, yeah. for forever. And, the impression, and any, that's what I was kind of going with. You know what I mean? And anybody who's anybody knows that that's just, you're a fan. That's the nature of yeah. fandom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're just the beauty we're of the mark. You know, but yeah, I mean, Friday we'll give you a pre-show and, you know, Saturday night, Sunday night, or Saturday night, probably Saturday night because Sunday or early Sunday afternoon, we're gonna do. Yep. We're gonna we're gonna boot up Okada Omega and Naito and Jericho because I'm guessing Naito Jericho is gonna go a half hour. I'm guessing Okada Omega is gonna go about eighty 90 minutes. minutes. Ninety yeah, minutes. Yeah, so we're go gonna 90. give you a two hour show with a watch along, and we're gonna talk about it and give our thoughts, and then the next day we're gonna come back on Monday and break the show down because last year we, you know, we did a preview with Dominion. We had Michael Whitlow came on in the second hour. Yep. First off, we had Colin Miller from the New Japan Purocast on. Um, we also broke down our year and uh, our half year awards at that show too. Um, so we, you know, Dominion's a big deal. This is this is like SummerSlam for for New Japan. Mm-hmm. It's a huge Agreed. show. Agreed. Um, but we we can't let this sit on the wayside. This probably won't take that long. But this was a good. I thought this was a good show aside from the main event, Alex. SmackDown Live. What did you think of the show? Uh, Miz is killing it on Tuesday nights as always. Yes, as you were saying earlier, Joe had a awesome promo to kind of start the show. You know, kind of bring all the the main heavies, big cast, kind of making his return off of the last couple of weeks. I like the nastiness Shinsuke kind of brought in as a match with Ty Dillinger, just kind of playing with his prey there and and that wicked. Uh, reverse Kinsasha uh, to the back of his head, I thought was pretty nice. I, I, I like this heelish Shinsuke. I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing. So hopefully mm-hmm. they won't disappoint at Money in the Bank. But uh, I, I like the little training montage with the bar and the Miz. I thought that was a lot of fun. But again, the Miz is just owning every TV screen. Hell, even MTV when he's the host of the challenge every Tuesday night here. But then, uh, but then Mandy Rose, that what, what are your thoughts on the Mandy Rose getting more than, uh, what, three minutes in that match with Asuka? I, I'll, I'll tell you flat out, Asuka, Mandy Rose, I went two and a half stars. I wow. thought Mandy, yeah, I th- I, I'll tell you what, man, Mandy Rose, and I, well, let's start with Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose is what they could never get Eva Marie to be. Mm-hmm. She's. I mean, he, you know, she. Like, I mean, look at look at the two of her. It's instead of red hair, red gimmicks. She has the golden blonde hair and the golden gimmicks. You know, they were both they're both, you know, fit in shape. They're both tan, beautiful women. I mean, they're if you put them next to each other, you would think it's the same person with like an alternate attire. I mean, even their gear is extremely similar. But for whatever reason, you know. It, Eva Marie was entertaining on the with with her gimmick where she never wrestled, but she just wasn't good. 
You know, and it's not trying to dog her because, you know, there's enough video. I mean, she went and trained privately with Brian Kendrick to try to improve. So to say she didn't try is ludicrous. I'll give her that. I will never take that away from her. But she wasn't good. It's kind of like the Lana thing. Lana seems to work her butt off and just doesn't get better. That's fine. You're trying, and that, that's what we ask for, is at least you're trying to improve. Yeah. You, you can't fault somebody for, for not being better at something if they're not trying. You know, if it, they just went about it every day and just came to work and wor- wrestled the match and never tried to get better, then, yeah, I'm going to clown them. But for whatever reason, Mandy Rose, she has a style. She has a move set. She can sell. She doesn't take awkward bumps. She bumps better than John Cena. <laughs> You know, I mean, it's, it's, and, and, and to think of it, she was a tough enough contestant. And yeah, you look true. at her partner in crime, Sonia Deville, who was a tough enough contestant. Sonia Deville is pretty good too. I'm, I'm not, I don't groan when Mandy Rose comes out. I mean, I mean, yeah, obviously I'm not going to groan, but I mean, I'm not going to groan when the bell rings. If that, you know, yeah, if you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and Oscar <laughs> oh. gave her enough to make the match competitive and then took over when she needed to and did what she does best and, and won. But she, it was, I'll say it like this, and this is going to dive into the new Japan thing, but Chase Owens is a guy that when we first saw him, we're like, Oh, here comes the new bullet club scrub, but he continuously has been working at it and he's getting better. And in that, I thought he had a chance to pin Okada in that match. I was like, what? And Okada, just like, just like Asuka, is so good at getting their opponent over and making them relevant. Okada now, this is like the fifth time they've worked, has made Chase Owens look like a viable person to defeat him. And it shows that, yes, obviously you're in there with somebody who's doing that for you, but they're not just sitting there idly and going through the motions. They're taking it, and they're trying as hard as they can to thank you for this. Let's see what I can do with it. You know, you, like you said, Chase mm-hmm. Owens, we thought was, it looked like he was going to pin Okada. It looked like he was going to give him the package pile driver for a second. Yeah. I mean, Okada yeah. was upside down. I mean, you know, that's just what Okada does. Oscar did that with Mandy Rose and Mandy Rose took it and ran with it. And, and, I, and that's I will, what I, will, I was going to say. I think the, the, the aura of Oscar's, you know, undefeated streak, I think it's good that it's over. I don't like what's happened since then. Uh, with Charlotte that, that you know, it was just like, well, what was the point? But, like, I like how there's nothing on that with Asuka, and she can have, you know, longer matches than, you know, two or three minutes. And I'm kind of rewatching now the Rose-Asuka match. You're totally right. R- Mandy Rose's mannerisms and how she can sell, I mean, it's it's pretty damn good. Uh, better yeah. than, than what, what it was that we've seen, you know, kind of early on. But then again, when you have two doppelganger groups, you kind of get your – your live, uh, your live roses mixed together. So, well, and think of too how long. I mean, she's what has she been wrestling a year, maybe? Mandy Rose. So, yeah, I mean, it's been a few at least, right? Two when or three years. That, when was that tough enough? That's got to be like 2014. I'll um, I'll do the Google. I'm looking I'll, it you, up here. Are you okay? But uh, okay. that 2015. Is when that tough enough was. Um, so okay, so you figure then. Um, when did I wonder when she made her first match? Jumped to tough enough in NXT 2017. Um, professional wrestling 
let's see here if, if absolute. So, I mean, November, so November to, or November 20th of 2017 was her raw debut. Um, her in-ring debut for NXT was January 30th of 2016. So yeah, two and a half years she's been working. So I would say the six months that she's been on the main roster, Monday and Tuesdays, I would say she's been doing her better work since on Tuesdays. It's the reverse gender Mahalism, if you will. <laughs> Where she, Monday and, and, she wasn't really, she was just there. But I think that was because even, of the, I think the Paige thing, too, because Paige is a big yes. part. But I mean, to be fair, even though right before she left, she was really entertaining in that elimination chamber. Yes, agreed. So it's, you that know, it's one of those things. But yes, hundred percent agree. You know, so these two women have been doing good, and this is this is once again why I will stand by this. I think that WWE women's roster sometimes is outshines the men, and it's not hard to see. And this is what happens when it's Triple H hiring these women and not Vince. Now, to be fair, Mandy Rose is a Vince McMahon wet dream. Oh my God, look at her! You know, I, I mean, hundred mm-hmm. percent. But. Look at who this is. This is a testament to when they're not doing um, deadlift class. The the coaches they have in NXT are superior. I mean, they're great coaches. Yeah. And well, I mean, yeah, you have Shawn Michaels as one of your main trainers. I mean, that's ridiculous, you know. And and some of these women that they're hiring are going to naturally make the other women better. Mandy Rose got Mm -hmm. to wrestle. People like Nikki Cross, who doesn't get talked about a lot, but deserves to. Oh, she's wonderful. Next, Nixon Newell's in 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 development right now. Um, you know, Ember Moon was there when she came in. You know, a lot of these good women's wrestlers. And think of all the ones. Candice LeRae. Think, I bet mm-hmm. you Candice LeRae is doing so much more than what we see on TV down there. Agreed. Agreed. She is probably, yeah, you're totally right. Wasn't she hired kind of as a pseudo-trainer? Well, she came in from the Mae Young Classic, but I, yeah, I feel yeah. she's the one that, like, when they're doing, like, when they're running, like, classes, like, uh, Sarah Del Rey is like, Candice, come here. And she uses her as her, her, yeah, not to, you know, um, I was, I was going to put myself over, but I'll put, I, I'll, I'll stop. But, uh, you know, that's, that was just one of the, and I'm getting blown up for probably saying that. Um, oh, Dempster said Dakota Kai, too, another indie that, you know, Evie. Bring, you know, they bring in Evie. Look at Bianca Belair. I mean, she's literally homegrown, you know, kind of in that, that aspect. And and she is, my God, give it a year or two, the biggest thing I would say in the women's division will be Bianca Belair. I, I can't wait till she and gets... Dakota Kai. You know, and now they got people like Kyrie Hojo there. Um, oh, and someone called, you know, yeah. <laughs> God bless America. Look, is it fair? Well, okay. Before, before we go into this, let's just close this out. SmackDown. uh, Samoa Joe defeats big cast Daniel Bryan. This match, I I went two stars because Daniel Bryan killed himself, but the rest of this match is, if it would have, you're like when he was worrying and worry when he was doing his ultimate warrior. Were you into that? Do you, can you can you say that three times? Warrioring, warrioring, warrioring. I'm time stamping this, by the That's way. The worst <laughs> verb ever. Delete, delete. One show. 
Best part of that match was uh, was Samoa Joe's look of um, just brutality as as he uh, was the winner to qualify for the Money in the Bank. He I is, just love you know, that. He ran to the corner, and Big Cass like very gingerly ran towards him, and he used the rope to pull himself away. Big Cass jumped straight in the air and. Didn't even come close to hitting his head off the turnbuckle, but he slapped that ring post harder than Billy Gunn ever did, but didn't even come <laughs> anywhere as close as Billy Gunn ever did. Then he bumps from Samoa Joe. Joe takes like three steps and does the laziest fat senton I've ever seen him do in my life. And at that wow. point, I went, all right, come on. Like, what are we doing here, guys? What are we doing? And, and I was I was looking forward to this because I'm at, I'm looking at my DVR. They go to commercial break with up next this match, and it's and it's an hour and thirty. And I'm like, they're gonna have a half hour. Good God! I was like, I wish they had ten minutes. Was <laughs> <laughs> it that good? Um, yeah, it was. So, uh, I I liked it a little bit more just with the aggression uh, from Joe. I don't think it needed to be a three way, but again, they're trying to put the emphasis. On big cast there, um, so unfortunately I see another loss in D. Bry's future. Worthless. I'm saying this is somebody who had defended him, but how worthless is Big Caz when he comes down the aisle and he's got that stupid music playing and he's holding his fist in the air and he's shaking his head all goofy and he's walking as slow as he talks. I looked at him on this Tuesday show and I went, you know what? This dude sucks. And I don't care. <laughs> I oh, still the care. end of 2018. Yeah, it's, it, it's, the, the worst match of the show was the main event. Everything yeah. else. The, the New Day defeated the Bar and the Miz. I went three and a quarter and we didn't even talk about that. The finish was hot. I mean, they were going and... That's a match if they would have had no commercial break in 10 extra minutes on a pay-per-view, I might have went four stars. Easy. Mm-hmm. So good. But going back to the Io Shirai thing now that we've covered SmackDown here, um, I want to touch this, and then I just kind of want to talk about Money in the Bank real quick, and then we'll take our last break, come back with New Japan. But is she good enough that they shouldn't even put her in NXT? Or is it one of those things where AJ was that exception? That's she tough is, because I don't think she needs to be in it for a, a year. But I, I think if you do enough, if you do the proper vignettes and showcase the footage that you can show of her brutality, I think that's someone you move to the main roster right away. You know, it's and, and I forgot about Gallows and Anderson, too. I mean, they, they brought them right up. And obviously, because Machine Gun Carl Anderson, Abs Anderson, as they call him now, because he's freaking <laughs> shredded. Uh, Carl Anderson, guys, if you don't know, now you know. Why am I saying that when we have that sound bite? <laughs> where, yeah, exactly. Where, where, yeah, and if you don't know, now you know. Good Carl Anderson is one of the top five workers in that company. And I wish they would unveil it. I wish they would give us a Luke Harper Carl Anderson match because God bless America, would that be good? And <laughs> not only is Carl Anderson that good, but this dude is jacked. Yeah. This guy Hey, is... when you're not wrestling, what else are you going to do, right? <laughs> just, just lift weights. When you're in Florida, what are you going to do? Lift weights. Hey, when you got a hot Asian wife like he says he has, you got to lift, man. 
I love how they had they just let him drop that. Well, I shouldn't say let him, but he dropped that on. Yeah, air. just every week. I love it. Or he does that. Yeah, like it's. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Andrade Cien Almas for punking out uh, Sin Cara too. Are Are you serious? Sin Cara was all like, "Hey, hey, man, we go back. Are you serious?" <laughs> I was like, shut up, <laughs> shut up. Anyway, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I look at Io Shirai and I'm like, this, this, she's so good, but I don't. Know, it'll be interesting. Maybe she'll win the main. Besides Young the obvious it. of Asuka, who's the one that she makes her debut on? Is it a champion, or do you just have her run in, or do you just have her have a match like at a Survivor Series pay per view to, to, you know, yeah, I think you just showcase don't... her. You just do the debuting, have her work. I don't know, Alicia. The Neil Dashwood, they might be calling. <laughs> One night only. Hell no. Um, so, what do you think this all leads up to? Money in the bank. I know you said, you know, after last week's show, it's still two weeks. Yes, under two weeks to discuss um, or to build. I mean, where, where do you think they go, kind of from here? Like, there's really no other stipulations you can add to these matches, minus the single, you know, non-Money in the Bank matches. I, I think I think next... Wow, this is interesting. By the way, um, the August 17th edition, 2016 edition of NXT, Mandy Rose made her TV debut in a six-woman tag match alongside Daria uh, Baronado, who's now Sonya Deville, and Alexa Bliss, in which Whoa! they were defeated... Nikki Glencross. <laughs> That's funny. Oh my um, god, there's ten matches already for the Money in the Bank card. Oh my gosh, Demetrius just said uh, they should do a WWE version of Queen's Quest with Io Shirai, Kyrie Sane, and Asuka. Well, then nobody's going to win matches, and we're not going to see them wrestle each other, though. Yeah, but then you got <laughs> the three horsewomen to to overtake them. You could build. Would, then you have the the four MMA chicks or three MMA girls. You're good. You can have you can have a lot of trio matches. And and I'm gonna say this. I for one would love if they put these stables together like this. For a minute they were building some stables and I am the biggest stable whore there is. Yep. So I was I would be all for that. Um I don't know, like I mean I guess you could easily do or you take all the, the money in the bank participants from Raw and put them in tag matches and then all the ones in SmackDown put them in tag matches. Um, here's what I have a question for you, Alex, and maybe he's booked and I just don't know it. What are they going to do with Roman Reigns at Money in the Bank? Uh, he's going to face a Jinder Mahal and lose. <laughs> but yes, but yeah, that match is official. That's right. Okay. I forgot he was, in my head I was thinking Jinder got a win in Chicago, right? Back-to-back years. You got to give him the rub. I, it's not I Toronto. Think... <laughs> I think Roman goes over uh, whatever nope. the crowd will boom no the jinder mahal will get the biggest pop besides austin passing out at wrestlemania 13 at the rosemont horizon i i think it the win the money is on mahal and then just have does roman reigns sit up the rest punk? of the year does he get the cm punk money in the bank pop oh yeah no no god no, no <laughs> one will ever get that pop ever again Magnet i was a punk? part of that pop um but no, and, I mean ten matches, and then we. But at least we have a tag team championship match. 
I think we still now. have one more team championship match too that we'll find out after tonight. I'm hoping. Be better than Lashley versus Zane. Ten matches? Let me let me see if I can nail all ten of these matches to see if I care okay. that much. AJ Nakamura. Yep. Two briefcase matches. Yep. Legends and Club. Yep. Asuka Carmella. Yes. Nia Rousey. Yes. Rollins Elias. Yes. Lashley Zane. Yep. Roman Jinder. Yes, and one more. Boy. What am I missing? The one we alluded to from the main event of last Tuesday. What, Daniel Bryan, Big Cat? No, that's not a... Oh, that'll get added. Yep, that's a match. Yep, that was added. And so, okay, so... I don't know. I mean, we're definitely getting a four-hour show. (laughs) Sorry, Chicagoans. I don't... I I guess my only takeaway, maybe I really don't want to talk about this Money in the Bank lead-up. Um... I mean, it's not a bad card, and the shows are always fun. I shouldn't be upset about it. But, I mean, next week I think will be the big Money in the Bank show anyway. Let me just ask you this here, leading into having two shows left. um, Who do you think wins the two briefcases? Who's your picks? For the women, I would say if they want to build some, I think it's too soon. I think they go natty. For Raw, if you go SmackDown, I say you definitely go Lynch um, for SmackDown because uh, they need to get her back into the big picture because we shortly miss seeing her on screen, uh, Becky Lynch there. But uh, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if the Ember Moon won either. She's my wild card. I I think Natty, obviously, as we pointed out, because she could cash in on Rousey. Yep. Or she could cash in on Nia. Do you, okay, I, I'll, I'll say this. I got three scenarios here that, that in my head. If the women's Money in the Bank match happens before Rousey Nia and Natty wins, what I could see happening is Rousey has Nia about to tap and Natty cashes in and interrupts the match and beats Nia. And that's how they start the the feud with Natty and, and ah. Rhonda. Okay. Is that interesting? Okay. So you're on board with that. Second thing, I can see Charlotte, if she either winning the money in the bank or winning the rumble to get a match with Rhonda at mania. And she uses the briefcase to challenge her. I could see so that being an option. It? Okay. Yep. For a while. Otherwise, I I think if I don't want to look, if I don't want to take it as a booking standpoint, thinking of angles, I think Bliss is my favorite because her character would be so good with that briefcase. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, but I think they, I, I don't think she needs the, the case. Serves it, I agree, I but, is- but I, yes, yeah, I I think Becky should be the one that that should win it because she could challenge either or, and I think it'll be good. Hell, her and Rousey just randomly or just set up as a match. That's, that could be something. Um, yeah, I, I like those scenarios, but you know, Ember Moon, I mean, strike while the iron is hot out of the men money in the bank. Whoo. I, in my heart of hearts, I'm hoping Samoa Joe 
just to continue that mean streak. And I think that's someone again, that, that, that could be fun of holding that bank uh, or that briefcase, I should say. Um, otherwise the Miz, he's, he's my number one, but I think yeah, they're going to ultimately go with Braun Strowman. I, I think, yeah, I, I don't think you can go wrong with any of those three. If it's one of those three that doesn't win, I'll be infinitely shocked to be honest with you. If Rusev and, wins, is he going to lose the case? I don't. Do you think they could do it where they have Rusev and Lana win? <laughs> Man, Chicago would love it. They wouldn't be mad. You know, and they do. They, they do mad. kind of both. Um, I wouldn't be no, mad either. Be Sasha, at Lana. I I wouldn't I wouldn't be pissed off if Sasha Banks won either. Kind of get her back on on the main screen, but nah. I, yeah. She again. She she doesn't need it. Becky Lynch technically doesn't need it either because she's still one of the most popular people, even though she's shown on screen for three minutes a week. But I think this will thrust her back into the limelight, and it could position her to go. You know, since she's kind of a tweener, you know, who knows if she wants to, you know, slide her heel a little to the left or whatnot. But um, you know, if she goes in that prospect, I think that briefcase could could help elevate if she decides to go that way too. Um. What do we got? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I, we do have ten. We're going to do – well, let me ask you a question here first as we wrap up the segment. Did you see the early betting odds on who will compete in the WrestleMania – don't look this up if you haven't. Who will compete have in not. the WrestleMania 35 main event? No, I have not. We are going to go throwback as we close our number two. This is definitely a three. We might get kicked off a of blog talk today. This might be a first. <laughs> Demetrius, you're getting mad show for your work since you're there till nine. But we're going throwback, Alex, and you are the special guest for this segment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're playing three strikes on Radio. Hey. <laughs> um, I would definitely have you play this with other people, but obviously there's just two of us. Just the two of us. <laughs> I want. I have the ten matches that are the betting odds favorite to headline wow. WrestleMania. They're already out. How many of these two ten headlines. can you name? Wow. Yeah, I, I um. Well, it may seem ridiculous to even contemplate who will compete in the main event of WrestleMania 35. Skybet are already offering odds on the subject 10 months out from the event. That's so weird. How many it's of these the fake teams? sports. Dude, I wish we could find a real site that would give us, we could bet on. I would win so much money on betting on wrestling. And I don't mean disparaging. I don't mean it fake at all. But I mean, like, it's determined so can't a writer just say hey look at these odds let's change <laughs> the script out as rumors are have gone have you know that have happened the last couple of years that's why a lot of sites now are kind of taking those bets down but my god um, that's crazy also real quick here just to uh, give you a heads up july 7th they're doing um uh, an msg show yep taker's gonna be there it, there's only two matches so far Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Elias in a triple threat And Ronda Rousey versus Nia Jax For the women's title Wow And Taker's going to be there Yeah, um, and the return of Taker So, with three strikes in play You you know how this game works You get three yes, strikes Yes, yes, yes um, 
I'm going to go Rousey Charlotte. That yeah. is number one. And let me tell you this. Not only is that number one, this one's an 11 to eight favorite where the next, the number two is a, is a eight to one. Meaning if you bet a hundred dollars, you win $800. You have to win. You have to bet 1100 to win 800 on the Rousey Charlotte one. So that is an, almost an eight times favorite to be the main event over the second one. That's how wow. confident they are that Charlotte Rousey is going to main event. Like I said, the next one is an eight to one odd. So you bet a hundred, you win 800. Um, you have number one taken care of. You need two through 10. Whew, um, God, what could be another one? Um, one, two, three, four. I am going to go AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan. That is number three at 12 to one. Wow. I just threw a random bearing out there. Okay. But it just makes sense. Um, I'm going to go Finn Balor, Seth Rollins. We are no. at strike. Okay. Um, Braun Strowman, Brock Lesnar. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. That is number six at 14 to one. Um, I will say Lesnar and Seth Rollins. Lesnar and Seth Rollins is not on the list. Okay. That is strike so two strikes. Two, two strikes. Um, so just I- because this is a match I kind of want to see a little beforehand. Uh, I'm going to go Asuka Rousey as a potential That is backup. number nine and 18 to one. Number nine. Wow. There's um, a lot. Of, I'll give you a hint. There's a lot of multiples. A lot of t- uh, tag matches, you mean? Um, the, like the same person's on like five of these. Okay. One match that I know it won't be on, uh, but Asuka versus uh, Kyrie Hojo versus Io Shirai. <laughs> that was your third strike and a good way to go out. <laughs> uh, number 10 at 25 to 1 is Brock Lesnar, Daniel Bryan. Oh, interesting. General. Number eight at sixteen to one, Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, and Seth Rollins in a three-way. Oh, okay, makes sense. So at sixteen to one, Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns. <laughs> um, at six, you got Braun and Brock Lesnar, fourteen to one. Then this next guy is going to clean up the next four slots. At number five, Daniel Bryan and The Miz is twelve to one. At number four, Daniel Bryan, Shinsuke Nakamura is twelve to one. At number three, AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan is twelve to one. And at number two, Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns is eight to one, which leaves Charlotte Rousey eight to eleven. Wow. Well, we'll come ch- check us back out September first, I guess. We'll see if <laughs> yeah, Daniel changes. Daniel Bryan's on five of those. Don't put the money yet. <laughs> We're gonna take our last break. <laughs> when we come back, hour number three, it is New Japan time. Best of the Super Juniors. We're talking Dominion. I cannot wait to talk about this. We'll be right back. Missing out on an awesome show sucks. SeatGeek is an app that lets you track your favorite artists and notifies you when they announce new shows nearby. You can even connect your favorite music services so that you never miss out again. SeatGeek, the smart way to buy tickets fan of pro wrestling like we are, yes! we got you covered. Yes! 
from WWE, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact, Lucha Underground, All Japan, and more. We're talking the highs and lows in pro wrestling. Heck, we're even giving you people from the Okadas and Omega. We're even talking the Bone Soldiers and Enzo Amoris. Sorry, Daniel. We'll stick to guys like this. Ryan Cook here, and you can check me out along with my co-host Alex Mello each Monday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Okay, I'm going to get that jersey for Steven. Oh, that Michigan sweatshirt is perfect for Susan. Ryan is going to love this hat. Fanatics.com has great gifts for all the sports fans in your life. Go to Fanatics.com right now and get free shipping and up to 10% cash back on absolutely everything. Every sport, every team. Fanatics.com, where sports fans shop. Calling all fight fans worldwide. My name is Elijah McNeil, and I'm one half of the best boxing podcast on the net. The one and only Standing Account Radio. Do you like hard-hitting commentary, analysis, and banter? Tune in on Sundays at 10 p.m. with my co-host, Ryan the Technical Legend Cook, and I break it down. That's Standing Account Radio, 10 p.m. Sundays, Strong Style Media. Call Ashley. Yeah, it's about time you call that girl. No, no, no. He just talked to that girl two hours ago. You got to let love marinate. Put love in that bag. Marinate. Mmm, love going to be in that bag like, mm, I can't wait to talk to him tomorrow. What? And then after it marinates, no, you're going to pull it out. Jamie, who's Alexa? Say it. Say it, Jamie. You Alexa. That's right. I'm Alexa. Thanks, guys. But I'll take it from here. Alex, who would have thought we would have ever played the theme song of Bone Soldier on WrestleCast Radio? Uh, not me, but when your name is Taiji Ishimori, uh, all the time. <laughs> I, the I think my time. new um, one of my new founding goals in life is to find out how many tight wrestlers I can introduce to Alejandro Mello and watch his head go berserk when he sees some of these people, because you know, Alex brought this up at the beginning, and I think it's a great segue to finally get back to. I told him about Taiji Ishimori, and now all he can talk about is, I want to see Ishimori wrestle AJ. I want to see Ishimori with That's this. all I, I want. Sure that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the same thing, and just because I know he's listening, I, you know, I, I love being able to go out and find all this information and then bring it back. It's like a, you know, like a bee coming back to the honeycomb. Mm-hmm. And when I showed Demetrius uh, Miyu Yamashita of Tokyo Joshi Pro, that was his 
first pick in our draft. Yeah. I mean, and that was like in a three-day span. He would have never even known about Miyu Yamashita if we would have did the draft that original Saturday before we got bone soldiered out of our position. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care, whatever. And Did you and, announce uh, that he would be bone soldier when he left uh, Noah back in March? Did you kind of think he was going to come in? No, God, no. I had no idea. So I'll say this. When, when those vignettes started playing, remember when I texted the group that video yeah. and said, God, tell me this isn't a real thing? And yeah. it was. I was thinking that I'm like, why are they doing this? Tell me why they're doing this. And it, it, when, when Osprey went, uh, beat Skrull, and I think it was at Duntaku was when they debuted it, and the Bone Soldier thing started playing, I got the biggest like gut rot I've ever had in my life going, this dude is 100 pounds over the cruisers or the juniors. What the hell is going on? And Tama Tonga walks out, and I'm going, okay, maybe, maybe there's something more to this that I haven't thought about. And I'm I'm sitting there booking in my head, booking in my head. And when I see this dude with shredded abs standing behind him, going, oh my god, that's Taiji Shimori. And and literally in that five seconds. The the everything went through my head of this dude just played pro wrestling Noah and telling them that he's going to the WWE to get out of his contract to leave Impact and then sign with New Japan, which is a dishonorable thing in Japan to do to another wrestling company. And this dude just burned him, burned them. And in my head, that's all I'm thinking is how bad this dude just dogged Noah. Hmm. And then he, I, and then he starts calling himself the Reborn after pro wrestling Noah starts back up. Um, you know, goes through the Nakajima phase, goes through the Eddie Edward phase, goes through the Kano phase. You know, they moved on from Kano, but they started calling themselves Noah the Reborn, and they became a real hard-hitting strong style company. And this dude's calling himself Taiji Shimori the Reborn. Dude, his Titan Tron says Bone Soldier Reborn Bone now. Soldier Reborn. Yep. I'm like, this dude is punking their asses out. And Takaki Kadani's probably laughing and he's clapping going, we we sent you guys money out of Vincent e- ECW and you guys pooped it. <laughs> and we're, we're sticking it to you. And they're doing it. And Ishimori is just, oh, I just, it's, I, I can't get over it. I still can't fathom that aspect, you know, Two months ago, this dude's tagging with High 69. Nothing against High 69. I thought thought they had great matches with with Hayato and and the rest of the the rest of the Ritals, uh Daisuke Harada, guys like that, Tadasuke. I thought he was having great matches with those guys, but I never would have thought in a million years this dude would be main eventing a Cork and Hall Best of the Super Junior Final against Hiroma Takahashi. You know what I mean? Like it's it it just he was just on that Redemption Impact pay per view a month ago. In a match with like Brian Cage. <laughs> what be wow, that match would be bonkers. Wow. It, Brian Cage was, followed by him off of like nine scaffolds. <laughs> yeah, it was it was Brian Cage and uh, uh wh- wh- who else was that? Desmond Xavier and a couple other guys. But it it's it just it's it just says Miyu Yamashita is my new wife. <laughs> so so quick uh in five seconds or less. Is Brian Cage WWE bound within two years? I thought he would have already been there by now. Okay. I I 
thought he would have already been there by now. He's pretty jacked. He's he can move too. More that I yeah. watch him, he's he's growing on me for sure. I'll, I'll say one thing. I don't let, I don't know if they'll let him have GMSI on his tights. So I think that's one thing he'll have to fight with creative about. I don't know if they want him to get his bleep in and uh, in there. And I don't think they're going to let him do Steiner screwdrivers to people. <laughs> like, hey, you never know, man. Just grabbing these these impact dudes and throwing them in the air on these suplexes and like waiting for it like a fly. I'm looking at my ceiling like I'm trying to catch a fly ball right now. I just realized. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> tell me, him and Steiner are teaming up on on DNA <laughs> lately. I'm a fan. <laughs> I mean, he'd be just yoke killing these dudes. But anyway, um, long story short, Taiji Shimori, God, he's so good. He's And, you know, here's the thing I want to say about the Ishimori-Hiromu match before we get to it. Mm-hmm. Is I read a review, um, I believe it was by Case Lowe. He writes for Voices of Wrestling. In his review... He said, I love Hiromu, but I'm not an Ishimori guy, but he but he kept up with Hiromu. Okay? That sounds like a bad review, right? No. Um, well, to me, <laughs> I'll say to me, when he says, I don't like this guy, but he but at least he kept up with the other guy, to me, I'm going, well, that guy didn't really think much. And he gotcha, still went yeah. and three quarters on the match. So if somebody was a mark for both, I'm like, ding, how do I five-star ding this any harder? Like, this, I'm, Alex, I don't know where I want to rank this match. Like, I, I got to go through my notes, and maybe I'll let you banter for a minute while I try to go through this, but. Are you talking about the finals of the Battle of the Super Junior 25 tournament? Oh, my God, that would be the greatest. They should call it the Battle of the Super Juniors instead of Best of the Super Juniors. That's <laughs> Duh. Uh, um, but no, uh, I, honestly, this match, it's, it's, do you heighten it on Okada Omega levels? Granted, they haven't started a rivalry or they haven't had a rivalry, but how about this as a start for a rivalry? I, do you kind of see this on that level in that, in that division? So I'm going through my list of matches. I think Okada Naito is better. But I'm also on the I'm also in that minority who loved Okada Naito because I understood the backstory and where they were going. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's better than that. I don't think it's better than Gargano Almas. I think that match still, God, that match was good. So well, that's, what's crazy too is uh, a redditor put something on there before it was like uh, through uh, night thirteen, so just before the final. Uh, they were saying the numbers don't lie. They said uh, Hiromu wrestled a full 45 minutes more than Ishimori going into that final Bro. matchup. And they oh still went, what, 30-plus minutes in that match. Dude, now, did you look at that whole spreadsheet that I emailed you? Uh, yes, but I was rather confused, but yes. Okay, so that spreadsheet was what you're talking about. So. Okay. As, so Hiromu Takahashi worked 133 minutes and 21, or yeah, their, their time, his time was 133.21 for for the entire tournament. So he worked 133 minutes and 21 seconds. Jeez. Huh. Um, wow. His his, uh, his average match time in Block B 
was 20 minutes and 47 seconds. His shortest match was 13.35, and his longest match was 24.15. Wow. Um, Ishimori went to the final wrestled, and he had wrestled a full 45 minutes less than Takahashi over the past month. Um, Takahashi is undisputedly this tournament's Iron Man. He's not only mm-hmm. had the longest match for the tournament, and he's wrestled the most, uh, the most cumulative time. His shortest match is longer than seven wrestlers' median. His second <laughs> longest match is also the second longest of the tournament. And his shortest match is two seconds longer than Tiger Mask's longest match. What, 12 minutes? <laughs> wow, uh, that's bonkers, though. But yeah, Tiger I mean, Man, he is the ticking Iron Man, for sure. And I think that was the Will Ospreay match. Hmm. Um, he is also the only wrestler to have a median match time of over 20 minutes. So he averaged 20 minutes a night in this tournament. Um, they're positioning him the in a very... person is at 18 with Kushida, of course, because he wrestled easily two or three 20-plus minute matches, right? Yeah, he had a 20... Well, 24-15 with Kushida. Um, yep. But I think his match with Show was over 20, and I think his Marty Skrull match was over 20. Because I believe those were all headliners. Yeah, they were just a, a, a little over two-minute difference uh, for their medium matches there. Wow. Dude, I'm so- I'm glad you brought this up because I have this all saved and I totally forgot about it. Um, uh, he is also the only wrestler to have a median match time over 20 minutes. They're positioning him in a very prominent spot in the junior vi- division, and the numbers don't lie. Chris Saban's probably the most consistent wrestler, time frame wise. Only four minutes separates his shortest and longest matches. So hmm. Chris Saban, uh, his longest match was 15:09. His shortest match was 11:01. So he. Uh, his, wasn't the longest, but he always worked um, mm-hmm. a lot. There have only been four four matches under ten minutes. There have been five matches over twenty minutes. So that's a that's a nice significant number. Crazy, yeah. Uh, so far, the tournament has produced eight hundred and three uh, minutes and twenty seven seconds of wrestling, three hundred and sixty five minutes for block A. And 438 minutes for Block B. Block B has been the worker. That's block. your workers. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Kushido and, and, and Hiromu alone. Uh, you know, granted, Kushida had the shortest match of the whole tournament, but, you know, bookends with the, the longest. And, yeah, I mean, <laughs> And then um, the, longest match, uh, the longest match of the tournament, uh, Kushida and Hiromu, which was the 24-15 was three minutes shorter than Osprey Ricochet 2 from last year's Best of the Super Junior. Wow. And he, here's the crazy wow. kicker. Ryusuke Taguchi had an average match time of 13.08. He worked 81 minutes for the entire block, whereas Hiromu worked 133 minutes. Hiromu well, yeah, almost wrestled I mean... more than Taguchi. <laughs> Tiger Mask worked 78 minutes in his seven matches. Man, really? Because some of them I was like, whew. Um, Tiger Mask had an average of 11 minutes, 16 seconds, where his longest match was 13.33, and his shortest match was 8.33. Wow. Um, and that's saying a lot when, when Taguchi, who wrestled 81 minutes, had a match that went 1 minute, 34 seconds. That was the Kushida match. Hmm. 
So those are some interesting stats. I am so glad you brought that up, dude, because I forgot well, all about Yeah, when, when I kind of saw those numbers, I was just so baffled by, by how big of a stretch he not only had against his opponent, uh, you know, in the finals, but just overall with the competition, of course, Kushida, you know, being right behind him. But but still, damn, that's that's bonkers. And Hiromu, you know, just being Hiromu, he's crazy. And, and I love it. It just foregoes into that character. Um, but also, I mean, also into his character, a new weapon in his repertoire that he brought out, the triangle submission chokehold, if yeah. you will. Uh, that's been kind of the main focus of this tournament. I didn't think he would win matches with that, uh, but let's just say it's better than Yo's uh, finishing pin gimmick. Uh, but but what, are you, is that kind of growing on you, the triangle hold that Hiromu is uh, doing now? I love it because now he's got another way he can beat you. And everything he does is so, like, such a calculated and significant move that I, I love it. Um, not not to jump off that because I want to go right back into it. So, strong style evolved my birthday. I gave the Young Bucks, Golden Lovers a five-star match. I think I like that more than Hiromu Ishimori. So, yep. right now I have three matches over that. Okada's accent. Yeah, agreed, agreed. That was just tremendous. I'm gonna go on I'm gonna gonna go on a limb here. I might sound a little crazy, but I think I liked Ishimori and Hiromu more than I liked Okada Zack Saber, and I went five stars on Okada Zack Saber. Fair assessment. I agree with that. So right now those are my top five matches at five stars. Um Wrestling Dontaku, Okada Tanahashi, I liked that more. That might be my second favorite match of the entire year. So that moves um, Hiromu and Ishimori to four. And that's, that's I mean, that's most of, I think that's almost everything. I'm I mean, just going to Okada Omega this weekend. Just throw that yeah, in the list. But come on. We still haven't had that yet. Uh, Hiromu Desperado, I gave five stars, but I like that less. So, I think as of right now, Ishimori and Hiromu is my number five match of the year. And Desperado Hiromu is my number seven match of the year. So my fifth and seventh favorite match of the entire calendar year were in this tournament. This tournament superseded anything that I could have ever imagined this tournament doing. This thing is on par with the 95 Super Junior Tournament. Huh. And I, I was about to I, ask if, if, because to me this was a a grandioso of not only athletes but but the quality of matches and and how the blocks were put together. Um, last year, you know, again, you, you had a few different faces. Of course, Ricochet being kind of you know him and Osprey in that you know classic match there. But I mean, from from night one to night fourteen, I mean, of your remembrance, has this possibly been the best? Um, best of the Super Junior uh, tournament that you've seen? I I think so, because let's well, okay, so let's, let's hey, take it. Taguchi came to play. He was serious, I would say, 80% of the time when, when the focus wasn't on his ass. So, so I guess I guess in the, hmm, it's hard. God, it's hard. So, okay, maybe not 95. 95 had some – or 94. The first Super J Cup, I think, is the one where 
that was the just the the, the be all end all. I'm I'm pulling. Okay, so so let me just tell you this. So here's where we here's where it's different. The 1994 Super J Cup that was the first best of the Super Juniors. Um, it wasn't a uh, a round robin. It was just a strict tournament. Okay, but the thing with it just being the tournament is of how fantastic this tournament was. So I'll give you the names of this thing. And this is something, if it's on the the New Japan World, Alex, go out of your way and watch all 13 matches because it's only a 13-match tournament. Some of the matches were six minutes, seven minutes, eight minutes, six minutes. I mean, they're not long. But it was just... And this is which one, 94? 94. So here's your first round. You had Black Tiger uh, defeating Takamichi Noku. Black Tiger was played by Eddie Guerrero. So Eddie Guerrero oh. defeats Takamichi Noku. Uh, Gato defeats Dean Malenko. Super Delphin, for some reason, defeats Shinjiro Otani. Otani's way tighter than Delphin. Uh, Ricky <laughs> Fuji defeats Negro Casas. Ricky Fuji is like, he wanted to be the Japanese Shawn Michaels. Okay. Um, then but that's, Jushin Thunder that's Liger, Liger though. What, what's that? So, but he's the Japanese Shawn Michaels, Liger. Liger's deal. Jushin Thunder Liger defeats Hayabusa in the first wow. round. Tremendous match. And then um, El Samurai, who I don't like, defeated Masayoshi Motagi, uh, whatever, for that one. So now Black Tiger and El Samurai um, took on the two guys who got by. So the quarterfinals, we see... Wild Pegasus, who we all know who that Benoit. is, right? Benoit, yeah, Benoit, right? He defeats Eddie Guerrero, who is Black Tiger. Huh. Gato defeats Super Delphin. Jushin Liger defeats Ricky Fuji. And then the great Sasuke, who is tremendous, yep. defeats El Samurai. Now in the semifinals, we get Wild Pegasus defeating Gato. Great Sasuke defeats Liger. And then the Wild Pegasus defeats Great Sasuke. That might have been one of the greatest tournaments I've ever seen in my entire life. It, now, I mean, when it, did you see that? I mean, did you see it when you were around 11, 12, or did you see it much 96, later? 96, okay. I, probably two years so later. So, Yeah, I was, I was probably in eighth, ninth grade um, when I saw it. Um, I, had a, I, had a, I had a plug, as they call it, uh, at GameStop. I would... I would tape trade with him, and if I gave him tapes instead of having, and he didn't have anything to give me, he would give me extra store credit at GameStop for the, the tapes I traded him. Like he would scan just an extra <laughs> copy of like Madden '95 or something when it was still worth twenty bucks, and Sadly, give me that. Everyone under the age of twenty-five have no idea what any of this conversation is about, but <laughs> yeah. that's how life it was, man, back in the day. Time. It might have still been so, Funko Land. I don't know, but he would say, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it might have been. and he was, you know, I don't have any tapes to give you, so I don't have any great or Kensuke Sasaki. So here's uh, Mortal Kombat 2. I'll scan it. You'll get $30 trading credit. Let me copy your tape. I mean, that was kind of what it was. Um, and even the 95 one wasn't bad, too. And I'll just kind of say the names without going through it, but like Damien 666 was in it, who was a big deal. Dos Caras was in it. El Samurai was in it. Gato, uh, Grand Naniwa. Uh, Liger was in it. Lionheart, who was Chris Jericho, was in it. Mm-hmm. A guy that we all know who's killing it still at 45 years old in Dragon Gate. Masaki Mochizuki was in it. Uh, Funaki was in it. Shinjiro Otani was in it. 
Ultimo Dragon was in it, and Chris Benoit was in it again. So there was a lot of big names back in the day um, with with the Super J Cup. So that's just kind of one of those things where I, you know, I I really hoped that. Wow, Gato really put himself over in that tournament, huh? <laughs> hey, he won a couple matches, but that was back when Gato was refusing a job to Jericho at Halloween Havoc type Jericho or Gato. So, um, you know, it is what it is, but this tournament has just been, like, it was incredible. I can't get over. Like, if I went back through this tournament, let me, let's see. Let's let's start off. Well, but just think about the, the 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 quality of matches. The median match time from ninety four and ninety five. I'm not kidding. It's probably about six to seven minutes. Where the average match time for here is double that. So the quality is is probably even there. Yes, granted, it's a lot more forearm strikes in in today's product. But I mean, it's it's something that will will keep your attention. For sure. But yeah, just even the match differential is, is surprising. So ACH and Yoshinobu Kanemura, that's one that I have written down. Uh, Ryosuke Taguchi and Chris Sabin from Night 13. Da-da-da, um, da-da-da, as I'm skimming through. Those are the only two matches I gave under a three-star of the entire tournament. So you figure we had 12 shows of four nights or four, 12 shows of four matches. That's 48 matches. We had one show of eight, which puts us to 56 in the final. So in 57 matches, 55, I went three stars or higher. Wow. Like I just, and that isn't even, that isn't even neat doing it as a mark. That's just holy bleep. We're, I mean, me and Demetrius, the, the one, the one show me and him watched, that was the the Hiromu Desperado night. I mean, we're watching that show going, wow, show and saving was incredible, four and a quarter. Dragon Lee Taguchi was incredible, four stars. Kushida Morty Skrull, three and three quarter stars. <laughs> then I got the next day, Desperado and Hiromu, oh, five freaking stars, my seventh favorite match of the year. That's my seventh star this match, a seven star match this year. Yeah. It's incredible how good this tournament was. Um, obviously, you know, we don't need to break down a ton. You know, if you want to, if you want to look at it, I mean, where does we got, we got night 13, 12, 11, 10. I would say a couple of, a couple of things, um, showing you Rapungi 3k. Uh, I thought show came out a superstar coming out of this tournament, him and Marty Skrull, uh, night 13, uh, probably one of the better matches. I would say I, I probably would go four and a half. On that match um, alone, show again, not only uh, with the upset, with the win, with the uh, the shock arrow, but just the back and forth. I, I, this was like Return of the King where it had like four or five false endings there. But but show definitely the stud. Yo, uh, he has to get a new finisher, that weird, you know, kind of reverse quasi bridge. And then he forgets to get his shoulders up or down. And then the ref is like, oh, I got to count this as a pin. He won like his last two matches with that horrible gimmick. Uh, he, he he got better. He looked more aggressive as as the time went on. I thought the match with Ishimori again, night thirteen was was pretty fantastic. Um, but again, Yo looked good, but uh, but Ishimori kind of getting that 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 win there to get into the final. But uh, I, I like those matches. And a shout out to Osprey and Kanamaru 
uh, Night Nine. Uh, Kanemaru, just classic heel tactics. This guy loves to uh, take a sip and spit it right in your mouth, and uh, a lot of heel shenanigans. <laughs> and uh, I thought one match, um, I forgot which one it was because my phone is charging, but there was one match where I was in awe because I didn't think that uh, Kanemaru was going to uh, attack before the bell rang. But lo and behold, he did attack. It's just attack. It's just the bell rang first. So, you know, at least they kind of kept up. Huh? Was it Yo or Bushi? I want to say it was the Yo match where I was like, "Uh uh-oh, he's not going to. Oh, wait. Nope. There it is. Okay. He's attacking. (laughs) That was night 11. That was night 11. Um, You know, and I'll say this here real quick, just dropping it in too. Um, And by the way, um, what I. I'll just so nights nine through thirteen. We can give you the results. We can I can go through them in two seconds. Um, Ishimori beats Tiger Mask. Bushi beats ACH. Yo beats Flip. Osprey beats Kanemaru. Night ten. Skrull beats Dragon Lee. Taguchi beats Sho. Hiromu beats Saban and Kushida beats Desperado. Night eleven. Bushi beats Flip. Ishimori over ACH. Osprey over Tiger Mask. And Yo over Kanemaru in the main event. Ishimori ACH was good due to the history behind yeah, that match. Yeah, that's fun. That's a hell of a match. Great chemistry. Night 12, Saban beats Desperado. Yes. Skrull beats Taguchi. Hiromu beats Sho. Kushida beats Dragon Lee. The night 13, ACH defeats Tiger Mask. Kanemaru defeats Bushi. Taguchi over Saban. Desperado over Dragon Lee. Osprey over Flip. Ishimori over Yo. Sho over Skrull and Hiromu over Kushida. Real quick, just for the sake of for Matt, Ratch, Matt match recommendations, like you were saying, uh, between nights nine and thirteen, everything that I went four or higher on, uh, Ishimori Tiger Mask, I went four and a quarter. I thought it was tremendous. Okay. Um, Marty Skrull over Dragon Lee from night ten, I went four stars. The same show, I went. Four stars for Hiromu over Saban, and I went four and a quarter on Kushida over Desperado. Night ten was one of my favorite shows of this whole tournament. Night ten was was pretty pretty uh, enjoyable. A la you know kind of like a night two, um, in in those regards where you're just like, damn, how did they just how did they pull that off? Um, night t- nothing from night eleven. The best match I had night eleven was Osprey over Tiger Mask. Who went three and three quarters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm acting like that's bad. That's the funny thing is I'm like, eh, I don't need to tell people about this. It's only three and three quarters. Um, night twelve I had Hiromu over Show. I went four and a quarter. And Kushida over Dragon Lee. I went four stars. Night thirteen uh, Ishimori over Yo. I went four. And Hiromu over Kush- uh, Kushida. I went four and a half. And then obviously, Fair. finals, Hiromu and Ishimori, I went five stars. I mean, was, God, I will say so Chris good. Sabin, for me, kind of woke up in the final two nights um, in, in the tournament. I thought the, him and Desperado, I thought, had a pretty good match. And for me, Sabin kind of, you know, became a little physical with that flip action that we know with him. But, but he was kind of mixing both styles, uh, finally, to the Sabin of, of old. So, uh, I, I can't wait to kind of see where he is at with New Japan kind of going going forward here. But, uh, oh, no, I mean, I got, it's... I got my El Desperado uh, mask off of eBay that is going to be shipping very shortly. 
I, really? I went out and bought a mask. I'm going to buy one of them little mannequin heads and just what post you, it on my what, what did you think of the Desperado uh, Dragon Lee match besides A being awesome? But the dual mask kind of coming off, Desperado kind of having his face painted um, as his mask was coming off in the trio. Whoa. And then, of course, it was Desperado yanking Dragon Lee's mask, um, you know, after after the match there. And, of course, the Young Lions uh, kind of covering them up and, and utilizing their shirts. I thought that was an awesome uh, angle, you know, that would make uh, CML very proud. But once again, uh, Desperado just showed out this tournament. Um, the person who posted that spreadsheet said, we've also learned that, uh, even though there's face paint, we know that El Desperado is the most handsome man in the entire tournament. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that blonde hair, you know, that was a clue before. But but no, I, I, again, I mean, really, guys, there's maybe a handful of matches, which is like seven months of WWE weekly programming. Uh, so, like, three matches that are like, eh. But seriously, guys, go out of your way. If you have a weekend to kill, just just watch this. Check out our recommendations. I'm sure you can find some online. Uh, but Night 13 I thought was fantastic. Uh, granted, I only watched the, the back half there. But Flip Gordon I thought kind of had his first complete match in the tournament with who better than uh, than with uh, Will Ospreay there. So uh, some, some awesome fun. Kushida, Hiromu, never disappoints as always. But that finale, uh, the final of the A and B block what? winner, Hiromu uh-huh. Takahashi, and uh, Taiji Ishimori, uh, hands down, probably you would say the match of the tournament, right? Oh my God, that's that's probably my. What did I come up with? I think it's my fifth favorite match of the year. I mean, <laughs> it just I can't I can't fathom. What's the good ceiling that. like now? So obviously it's Osprey and the ticking time bomb uh, this Saturday uh, night, I guess, or for late Friday night, early Saturday Friday, morning. Yep. Um, so, I mean, you, you have that aspect going, but you have, like, 15 other dudes that could main events anywhere, you know, kind of anywhere around the world, gymnasium or or arena. I mean, what the hell, who's who's going to challenge Mysterio since he's got a match at the Minion this weekend? Oh, not only does he have a match, but I, Alex, I have his match. What? Uh, yeah, once again, your boy Ryan Cook, he's got the plug, as they call it. Uh, I got an in with I. I just wrote Egan, trying to write Elgin, as I'm trying to write up for our predictions. <laughs> I wrote Egan. That's ridiculous. Mike Egan uh, taking on Koto and Daiichi. Um, <laughs> let me give, let me uh, let me let me write this last part down here, and then we will get right into uh, what I believe it is. Uh, we're gonna put him, we're gonna put him, Skrull, and I think Yujiro, if I had to guess, versus Tanahashi. Uh, uh, now, did you see? Now, first thing, let me ask you this here before we move on. Did you see all those angles that I had mentioned to you after these matches? Uh, the, I have the Chris not, Jericho, no. Okay, so Chris Jericho cut a promo after the the show was over. Okay, or after the Naito match, the tag match, and was said, "I'm going to be from like last week or like from a day ago." So this was from the finals. Okay. And he's like, I don't need to swear at you. And I'm going to, he pours a, a drink of, or a thing of Grey Goose for himself. And, 
He's like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then he calls him F-Face a few times after he said he wouldn't. Um, Naito's <laughs> sitting in the ring, like, rustling around like he's, he's like, upset, like he's uh, waking up from a nap. <laughs> from all this happening. But, it, it, I mean, it was, a, it was a good promo. Good promo, nonetheless, from um, from our guy, uh, Mr., uh, Mr. Chris Jericho. So that was pretty fun. Um, I'm going to delete all this. I don't need all that. Why do I have? There is so much stuff I have on some of these files that I don't even know why I keep them. Wow. Last uh, year's the match with Okada and Omega was the highest grossing event at Osaka Joe Hall besides AJ and Okada back in 2015. Uh, now, did you watch the the Yujiro Skrull against Tanahashi Toa Hanari match? I did not. Toa Hanari yeah. represento. Damn it, Alex. Uh, after the match, the the Bullet Club, uh, Yujiro and Marty Skrull come in and begin to beat the hell out of Tanahashi, while Hiro, or Hanari is is completely disposed. They're beating. They're I mean they're pounding on him. Jushin Liger, who's doing commentary, jumps the guardrail. Whoa! Rips his shirt off and beats the brakes off of them. Long story really? short. Chase Owens, I believe this will be the team. Chase Owens, Marty Skrull, and Yujiro Takahashi will be taking on the team of Hiroshi Tanahashi, Jushin Liger, and Rey Mysterio Jr. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, it was a big angle that, that's well worth watching if you haven't watched for it. So did they announce that match there, or...? Cuts a promo. Now the trans. The reason I'm saying this is the translation got taken really bad. Where it sounded like fr- the whoever translated it thought it meant Liger is so mad at Marty Skrull that he wants to fight Skrull, but he also wants to put Tanahashi in the match as a three way so he can beat up Tanahashi. That's <laughs> I I don't think that's what that meant. So what I think it meant was it will be a six man tag, is what they meant to translate. Which to me means they're going to put Rey Mysterio in the match. Whoa, interesting. I like how Marty Skrull also yelled, "Killing all the legends," kind of <laughs> in, in the aspect of that. So, very interesting there. Very interesting. This also could set up Mysterio and Skrull for the cow pals then. Okay. So that's my thought. Um, with, and now I don't know if Chase Owens is in the match. I'm just guessing it's Skrull and Ujiro because of the tag, and we throw a third in there. So I just threw Owens in there. Could be Fale. Who knows? So say it's just a tag match and Mysterio is still available. Who do you who do you throw at him? Since obviously Liger's not in the running, since he'll be involved in that match. So, so, so I thought originally it was going to be he ran in to make it Liger and Tanahashi against Skrull and Ujiro. That was my initial take, but then I was okay. correct by by some people, and they said no, he made it a six man. Hmm. Um, so I thought it was meant to be Liger and Tanahashi against Skrull and Ujiro. I guess if Mysterio is not in the match, I don't see why you couldn't book him against Kushida. Oh, oh, why not? My God, that'd be amazing. 
Um, as Could for Ray Mysterio handle that, do you think he'll be ready for the Cobb Palace? Which, by the way, I'm just seeing uh, Titus Worldwide get the laziest punches. Um, but do you think, like, I mean, Kushida could could potentially murder him with the hoverboard I, I, and the Back to the Future? I think it'll be fine. Let's just hope that he separated his right shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say I this for the scene. I believe Tanahashi, Liger, and Mysterio win the six-man. If they don't go six-man, I think Tanahashi and Liger still win the tag, and I think Mysterio still wins. So I'm just going to pick faces for the one or two matches those could be. What do you think? Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll go faces. We'll send the crowd home happy. Um, junior championship, Will Ospreay taking on the man who broke the now that's the other thing. Did you watch at the end when he broke the trophy on accident? Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people are blaming Naito because he touched it first and handed it to him. Like, well, Naito breaks everything. New Japan. Will Osprey versus Hiromu Takahashi. Who you got? Uh, six stars. Uh, the audience is the winner. Um, <laughs> I think you have to for for the workhorse. Ah, that's tough though because it's so young, early in Osprey's. A title defense. Um, in six months. He's had it, what, since January? Yeah. I mean, <sighs> I think you have to reward a workhorse like uh, Hiromu Takahashi. I'm going to go Hiromu. I'm going to go Osprey, but I hope you're right because I want Hiromu to win. I don't think he should have lost the title so quick. But again, I'm he's not a guy that needs the title. Osprey, uh, I don't know. Obviously, he doesn't, but he sort of, in a way, I think, gets him more available on the card, if that makes sense, where he could have more yeah. prominent matches by being the champion. So I don't, I don't think Hiromu needs it either, but we saw how Hiromu toiled after he lost the title for a good year true, in mediocrity. And that's why I want him to win the titles. I don't want that to happen again. Exactly. And, and I think that's why Taichi will win the never open weight champion. No. Um, I, I would say I, I agree. I, I think it's going to be a hell of a match. I mean, these guys are going to break both their median times in the uh, best of the Super Junior Tournament. Um, this will go down as a close, if not a six-star match. But again, I'm, I'm going with the hope. I'm going with Hiromo. Is it crazy that I think I might agree with you on Taichi? I think Taichi is going to walk out as champ. <sighs> nope, that's my lock pick of the week. Boom, boom. <laughs> oh man! Um, God, I feel I'm gonna. Can I? I'm. I can't do it. I want to pick Gono. God. You're probably, I'm going Taichi. I'm writing it down. I think Taichi's winning. Let's move on before I change my answer. Evil Sonata is the young bucks. Woo! Let's just go 80 minutes on this match. This <laughs> the is fans, um, the, there's going to be tables. There's going to be ladders. There's going to be drop kicks. There's going to be <laughs> power slams. There's going to be every damn possible move. There's going to be flexing. There's going to be super kicks, of course. Um, but I, I can't wait to see these two teams clash because it's such a contradiction of each other's styles that I think this could, this, this is going to work. 
this is going to be tremendous. What, this is their first foray in the uh, heavyweight division with New Japan, correct? Yeah, this is going to be awesome. So, I mean, I, I expect nothing but wonder. Sonata is, is going to be cool as a hell, but still not give a damn. But again, look great in the process. Take notes, Roman. Um, but I, I don't want either team to lose, but I'm going to go LIJ uh, retains the tag team championships. I'm going to do the same. I think it's just too early for the Young Bucks to win. I think they will, but I just don't think yet. If if Hiromu wins the title, if that match goes before the tag match, and 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 Hiromu wins, I think Lij retains, and then possibly Jericho wins the IWGP Intercontinental Championship, and maybe this is their way to slide Naito out of Los Angeles. Is Jericho? Whoa! I don't know, man. That might be the the craziest statement of the year that they would Talk move him out of work. Wow! No, if that happens, I will give you <laughs> I will give you my IWGP Heavyweight Championship. That's how confident I am that it won't happen. But that's how much you should be rewarded if it does happen. <laughs> Um, what do you got in the match? Are you going Jericho? <sighs> That's tough. I think if you, you give Jericho the win, drink, didn't you? If if you give Jericho the belt, obviously he drops it the following month here. But I wouldn't be mad at that. I think it just builds and escalates this storyline and this rivalry over the last what four months? You know, off and on. Where hell we thought this was off. On so many levels. Hell yeah, you give Jericho the title. It just builds it since, up even more. Yeah, I mean, since January 5th at um at the uh, the, the, the New the Year's Ro- Dash. The, yeah, Dash, yep. So, you're I mean, on this Jericho? has been in play. You said you're on Jericho? Yes, yes. I am, too. I think they rematch at Cow Palace and Nido beats him there. I'm going Chris Jericho, too. Oh, boy. Main event. Over under ninety minutes. Over under. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Even, I'm afraid to pick that. <laughs> Where's your biggest odds on that? I will say this one hundred percent. It's going over sixty. Oh yeah. But where are they going after that? Now Austin Aries and Brian Danielson won eighty-two minutes, and that was the longest match I've ever seen in my life. In a two out of three fall match. Did they go eighty? They might, man. Oh my God, they might. Who I'm honestly got? pumped for this match because I don't know how this can go. Yes, Omega winning could be big internationally for New Japan Pro Wrestling, but is it worth defeating this wondrous streak against Kazuchika Okada? But if Naito didn't do it, if Minoru Suzuki didn't do it, why? And if Tanahashi couldn't, re, you know, reclaim his title. Then why not the cleaner? China, what I'm thinking, because who else beats him? And Sonata didn't. Evil has, but not when the title was on the line. I this mean, is your chance to have. Here, here's what I think the booking could be on this: Omega beats Okada, and Abushi wins the G1. 
And then we get an Omega and a Bushi at Wrestle Kingdom. Shut up. Shut up. God. <laughs> or Okada wins the G1 and we get another Okada Omega match at the at Wrestle Kingdom when we're there next year. <laughs> that's, that's fine. That's, that's fine. I was about to say that shirt I got you then would be a collector's item if it's uh, a Bushi <laughs> and, and Omega. I, oh, I'm going Kenny Omega and it, I'm mad putting wow. that Wow. I... No time limits. Now, I'll say this. I thought Kenny was winning at Wrestle Kingdom 12 or or 11. I thought Naito was winning at Wrestle Kingdom 12. And I thought Kenny was winning at Dominion. So Mm -hmm. I have thought Okada was going to lose all of these big matches. When I bet against Okada, he continues to win. I want Okada to win. (laughs) But I just, I feel like this is, this is it. I'm imagining all the the post-match relegations that could happen with a Kenny Omega win. I think this could be huge. Hell, us being all in uh, Labor Day weekend, we might see the IWGP championship. Well, I guess either way, we could see it. Uh, what if that's the match at All In, by the way? Oh, my. Um, shut your but, mouth. I, Stupid I think hole. Okada retains. I I think you keep the money truck flowing, but I just see Kenny holding it, the people going nuts, confetti coming down. Do you have Cody then come in? Do you have do you have a surprise? I mean, or do you just have it end clean? As no, Okada it's... not passing the torch per se, but saying, Okay, Kenny, you did it. There is, I'm going to say this in a way that I am not confident enough, but I'm saying it in a demeanor that should point enough fingers. If any shenanigans or any run-ins happens on this match, they're the dumbest company I've ever seen in my life. Nobody, and I repeat, nobody should be interfering in this match. This is a one-on-one and whoever wins celebrates and you go off air. You do not make an angle out of this. No, you, I'm talking you saw, about after match, because that's what they do it, is usually after. But that's what I'm saying. Like, do you just end it but, clean? Look at this. At the end of Wrestle Kingdom, nobody came out on Okada. True. You know, the only reason Omega came out after the Tanahashi match is because he called him out. This he is one out, where you yeah. have anybody come out. This is not Oscar Charlotte where they have a great match and then John Cena runs up the ramp. No, not you. No, no. I'm saying no. You don't touch this. Don't screw around with this match. <laughs> you give this match in its full force. I will say, as, after thinking about it, I, I will say there's no way they will rematch for the title at All In for the fact of the G1. The G1 will end about well, seven days for the before. Title. Just go out there and go. and wrestle. Oh hell yeah! Fantastic. Let's go. <laughs> I am all for that. I am all for that. Look, I want Okada to win. I always wow, want him to win. What if we get Golden Lovers versus Chaos at all in? What if they just say, oh, by the way, we're going to bring in Obushi and Osprey? Oh, my God. Here's 20 minutes. 20? Here's a half hour. <laughs> 
Well, the answers are like 10 minutes in itself. So, I, but no, I mean, I, I'm just saying. I, I honestly, I'm in big match mode. Like, this is like a WrestleMania, like, 2000s, you know, late 90s type of feeling for me where I honestly have been questioning myself for the last couple of days. Is this the most important match of 2018? Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't. And the reason I say, oh, yeah, is WrestleMania was the, was the big show for the E and nothing in that, nothing on that show mattered that much. That was a month and a half ago and I couldn't tell you what happened. (laughs) Wrestle Kingdom's already happened. So I, I think, you know, and not, not to put over New Japan all the time, but. I think the two most important matches storyline-wise that happened in 2018 were Okada Naito and uh, Okada Tanahashi in that B12 title defense. And I think this match is right there or topping it. Kazuchika Okada, once again, is the best wrestler in the world. Everything he does matters. Mm -hmm. This match matters. This match is going... I mean, look, I'm going to flat out say this. This match may go down as the greatest wrestling match in the history of, of pro wrestling. Now, I said the Wrestle Kingdom match between Okada and Omega is the greatest wrestling match I've ever seen in my life. I will stand by that 18 months later, that that was the greatest wrestling match I've ever seen, ever. I liked it more than the Dominion draw because I hadn't seen it before. It was new. This match might top that match. Because here, here's where you look at it. If I'm Gato and I'm booking this match, I have Okada and Omega both get falls in the first 10 minutes. So now 10 minutes into the match, we're two falls in, next fall wins, and then you let them go an hour. Think of how stressful <laughs> that's going to be. Oof. Just because now that's a- you know the next fall wins, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I I just think there's so many implications, not only for these two phenomenal talents, but for what the upside could be for New Japan Pro Wrestling, what it could mean for, you know, NewJapanWorld.com, their streaming service. I would love to know what the bump is going to be, because what's funny is, you know, I've been joking over the last couple of weeks is, you know, I've been so hyped for this Naito Jericho match. The build for six months has been wonderful, especially when you thought it was off. And then, oh, yeah, you get Kenny and Okada, best two out of three falls. <laughs> it's like sometimes that's an understatement. But to me, it's just because I know it's going to be that damn good. And I think it's important where if if a lot of people, if this somehow gets maybe another 100,000, you know, North American subscriptions because of the people that are on this card. Don't forget the tag match. Don't forget Ray Mysterio. Don't forget Hiromu and Will Ospreay. Oh. But if they get so much on that, I think this will, will this will gravitate. I think so far this card is is top notch to Wrestle Kingdom. Like you said, it is their SummerSlam, if you will. And there's only six matches so far. You know, who knows what's going to be added? You know, from from now until Saturday. But um, it's, uh, I, I think this will be the most important match of 2018 business-wise and where the New Japan product goes from here. Because do you placate your champion that has held that gold for two years? Or do you finally embrace 
the guy who's had a brand that has, you know, made a goth store relevant again where people they used to go there in high school who are in their 30s and 40s, hell, even 50s, going to buy Bullet Club merch, to buy Kenny Omega merch. <laughs> I mean, this is West versus East to the non grata. And I think this match easily, easily, I think will will change the course of, of wrestling. It has to. We're, we're, you know, my math may be off, but we're 125 hours away from what could be one of the best cards we have seen in years with just top to bottom on paper, what we're looking at. And the, the significance that this main event could bring to the table is just, is unfathomable. I mean, this match I, I don't even I don't even know how to think about what this match could be. Like no. I am, I all I do is go. God, I wish it was I wish it was two a.m. on Saturday morning. And oh yeah, That's, you get Jericho Naito, which that match to me is <laughs> yeah. like oh, oh my shucks. god, Red City. Yeah, oh shucks, we get Jericho Naito, Evil Sonata against the Bucks, uh, Hiromu and Osprey. I mean, it's like oh darn, you know this. Dude, this this card, bro, is going to be off. The, we could we could have two or three five star matches on one card, which is unheard of. Why Wrestle Kingdom, why can't Wrestle Kingdom LIJ eleven didn't even get that. Yeah, Wrestle why Kingdom can't LIJ 11, and Young Bucks do that? Really, they didn't. Well, I mean, you think about it. We went four and three quarters on Tana and Naito. We went four and three quarters on Goto Shibata, and we went yeah. four and a half on Hiromu Kushida, and then five on, or six, Meltzer went on Kenny and, and Okada. So, I mean, yeah, it averaged out to about a five-star match uh, for the final four, but that final four stretch could be the best four we've seen ever. It's, it's just yeah. incredible what we could be looking at. I can't wait, man. I can't wait. We got... You know, I, I wish you were in town for this because I got I got a herd of people. We're doing a taco bar. We're getting Sapporo. It's going to be intense. I can't wait. Demetrius probably forgot to take it off, even though he told me last week he was going to take it off. So if he's listening right now, sucks to suck. You're going to miss the show probably. It's it, Dude, Dominion's going to be incredible. I can't wait. Show of the I year. Honestly, I think this could be, will be the show of the year. <laughs> Alex, what do you got coming up Wednesday? Uh, we're going to give our uh, June preview uh, in film and music. Talk a little yay. The seven-track uh, EP that dropped last Friday. Um, and again, we'll, we'll preview some heavy hitters coming out this weekend. Uh, three movies for sure. Hotel Artemis uh, as well as Hotel Artemis. No. Uh, find <laughs> out more 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash strong style media for the pop culturists. Uh, tomorrow night, 10 p.m. Central Standard Time on the same network, Sportscast Radio. We have Brian Miller from FinFanatic.com coming on doing a Miami Dolphins preview, closing out the AFC East. We also have, obviously, the Stanley Cup Finals, the NBA Finals. We're going to rank and talk. What was the bigger blunder, Blank or J.R. Smith not shooting the ball when he got the rebound to end the fourth quarter when he dribbled the wrong way up the court. We're going to talk what blunders worse. Also, we are going to do a small preview 
of what NBA free agency could look like a month from now with the amazing trades that may happen. More stars are going to move than ever, I think, Alex. Uh, We're talking all that. We thank you all for kicking it three hours here. I feel like the British lady is going to kick us off in about 30 seconds because we're approaching three hours. So we're going to end it with you all. 